with this shit like I'm Dennis. I started this shit on my fitness. Niggas be hating, trying to blemish my image. Who want the smoke? Two to three count with the scope. And then they clip long as a rope. We wipe his nose. Tell like he had him a cold. I knew that boy was a hope. Huh? Blue face, baby. Yo, we here. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome to New Jump City, everybody. It's good to have you guys with us. Uh, I am your host, Christian Espinal. Right beside me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Joshua Cole. The compliments always melt my heart. I appreciate it. But you know where we at right now? We're back in the penthouse with the spectacular views. <laughs> yeah, with our spectacular pr- producer, Brian Boss. Say hello to the people, Brian. Hey, yeah, that was him. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us as usual. This feels fucking awesome. Uh, it feels good to be back. Uh, let's get some plugs out of the way before we get on into the thing. Uh, you can follow us all over the social media. I'll, I'm at uh, the Chris Espinel on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Joshua Cole, where they, where can they find you, friend? You can find me on Instagram at J D C O L E underscore. Three seven. Yeah, yeah, man. Follow that kid, Brian Boss. Come back from your hole and tell them where they can find you. Uh, at Saucy Brian Bossy, but good luck finding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's notoriously hard to find. Uh, anyway, uh, follow Brian. He cooks on his Instagram. It's always in, it's always entertaining. Uh, also, in uh, in recent news, uh, we got the show has an Instagram account. Everybody, uh, it's gonna be follow that shit at New Jump City on Instagram. Word. Yeah. Come on, find us, bitch. No, I don't know. That's aggressive. Uh, if you guys have <laughs> a little late on that, that would have made me seem less bad <laughs> if you just came in with that. Uh, but if you guys want to email us some stuff, we got our own email. Uh, it's at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, email us stuff that you want us to hear us talk about, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. That's that. Uh, and finally, uh, review us on iTunes, you guys. It's super helpful. Uh, it means a lot when you do that. Uh, not just because it gives us feedback for things you, uh, you know, things that we could take into account and uh, do on the show, but it also helps us in the algorithm that iTunes has. You know, get us into that uh, top charts list. Uh, try to get us popular as hell because uh, we want to be popular. That's why we did this for the accolades. Uh, and uh, going forward, uh, we're as about we're we're about to jump into this stuff. Spoiler alerts, as usual. Uh, now, Brian Boss, please hit that manga randomizer. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fresh, brand new. Yeah, the new shit. New shit. Doctor Stone. Oh, we're starting with Doctor Stone today, chapter one hundred and twelve. Nope. That was Blue Exorcist. <laughs> Dr. Stone, chapter 111. Oh, 111. Yeah. Uh, Science Wars is what it's called. And we open up with some beautiful color pages. Uh, this is my favorite one yet of his uh, color stuff. Your favorite one? Yeah. Of so the co- far? Of his color pages? I barely remember the other ones, man. Well, that's why this is my favorite, because <laughs> I'm going to remember this one. This yeah, one I like this last page. It was really clean. Yeah, the two-page color spread of all of them with just their fists out, Matt Shonen. Word, making me uh, forget that they were all in stone and in crumbles probably right now. Yeah, they're all. most of them are dead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, they really put the jump in New Jump City, you guys, with this fist out friendship style. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Reaching towards tomorrow. Uh but yeah, this chapter opens up. Uh, Senku gives them the science earrings, and we'll find out what they are as uh, the chapter proceeds. Uh, but we open up at the 
the Treasure Island inhabitant village where uh, this bad one of the bad guys is uh, assembling a crop of hot chicks for the harem. Uh, for the top boss of the island. Yeah. Uh, the old man is just carrying some of them by their waistband with his middle finger. Well, he snatched her up in the forest. She was trying to hide, I think. Yeah. And uh, he's just picking her up with one finger. How strong is this old ass man? Hmm, strong enough. He looks like old man Jafar. He looks like a Jafar looking dude. Literally, yeah. This guy is uh, Reek's asshole. <laughs> Princess Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he's basically just like, ooh, you're coming with me because you're pretty hot. <laughs> and uh, he's pretty much just steals this lady away from her husband. Uh, and as this husband dude uh, prepares to fight back, uh, Amaryllis uh, holds it back and is just like, I got this. Chill. I'm on the case. You know? And uh, Amaryllis gets snatched up uh, along with Kohaku, who just barely makes the ki- uh, the grade uh the the old man tries to make a move for her and like grab her by his middle finger like he does the other girls, but Kohaku instinctively just grabs his palm and is about to break it in half. It seems when um the weird guard dude just like stops it with his spear thing. And uh he's onto them. He pretty much knows exactly like he knows that something's fishy over here. He asks Kohaku, he's like, You're really strong, aren't you? Yeah, he was on it. I was <laughs> I was really surprised. Yeah. And he just lets it kind of go. He's like, I don't know what you're doing right now, but uh, if you plan on fucking up my harem, I'm going to ruin your life. You know, all that stuff. I don't know why he doesn't stop them. That's a weird, that's a weird thing. Well, he's suspicious. I don't, I think we're like led on to make, you know, they, they make us feel like, oh shit, he knows, but he's probably just, you know, like you said, yeah. suspicious. I guess he's suspicious. I figured that he, fi- like he kind of figured it out that something's weird, but I guess not. Um, Back at the uh, underwater cave thing, uh, Senku explains his uh, his science earring thing that this chapter opens up with. And it's like basically a transceiver. It's like a little earpiece, you know, like CIA style and they can communicate with. Uh, they they make it out of uh, stone, uh, Rochelle salt, and copper wire. Uh, and everybody's just shocked that he made it a fucking communication device out of rocks, essentially. Yeah, he straight up made a like a uh, pair of AirPods for your girl Kohaku, <laughs> and that was fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for them to explain this right here. Yeah, I'm, he doesn't even need batteries. Yeah, like, the things just runs without work. a power source. I mean, it's not going to be like a strong signal. It's not going to be clear, but uh, you know, it'll work, and it'll work without batteries. Without so, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Uh, meanwhile, back at the village, uh, Ginro is introducing himself as Ginrolina. <laughs> And uh, in an attempt to look ladylike, he fails utterly because he's not a woman. He's not great, graceful at all. So he just like opens his legs and he's just like, I don't know the first thing about being cute. So, but he gets selected anyway because, you know, the old man just finds him funny. He's just like, look at this tall boy. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy's a hundred percent weird, though. Yeah, and that's when Soyuz tosses the wireless earring at Kohaku. She just catches it. The yeah, greatest, real epic. The greatest wide receiver of all time. Kohaku just grabbing that shit out of the air. Uh, and they test it out. Uh, Gen tells her to strike a cute pose, and Kohaku's face is just like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this." And it uh, it works for the most part. She does it. Uh, 
although clumsily. And uh, they plan to uh, t- to steal the uh, the big weapon thing while they're using it in midair, you know. So yeah, they figure that's the only chance they'll get because they can't really approach her, like, you know, to, to take it away from her because her combat skills is ill. Yeah. I mean, she had Kohaku on the ropes, and they kind of, like, reflected on that. So they figured, you know, if they get her in a situation where she could throw it up in the air, they could intercept it. Right. Or something. I mean, I'll and be honest. I don't think that's a great idea, <laughs> but... Uh, well, it is when you plan on making a drone. Which yeah, you're right. Exactly you know, how. you got science involved. I, I guess, yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> when they said he was going to make a drone, I wasn't really surprised because I'm like, nigga, you can make anything at this point, and I'll, <laughs> I'll understand. I'll say, okay, <laughs> you're the man. But, um, nah, man, I, I guess that's what makes the series interesting. Because yeah. they, ha- you have these like really clutch, tough, difficult like situations, but uh, you know science is gonna make it easy. Yeah, and Sanku—that's where the chapter ends. Essentially, is Sanku announcing that they're gonna make a drone in order to capture the the petrification device in midair. Yeah, r- right after she does it. Hmm. Now this was like a fun chapter. Uh, a lot of uh, plot points set up for future confrontation with one of the guy, one of the bad guys here, and of course. I said it before, but this color page is fucking fire. Yeah, Genralino is hilarious too. Genralino <laughs> is great. Like he he tried his like even at the point where he knows he needs to like take one for the team, he tried to like fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he didn't oh, even remotely try. <laughs> he yeah, he's shit. just like man, fuck this shit. I'm I'm not with it at all. I'm like you know that's what he gets. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, anyway, that was Doctor Stone. Uh, we're gonna move on. Brian Boss smacked that. America Comics randomizer in the face. Walking Dead. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, this is a big surprise uh, for Walking Dead because this is apparently the final issue ever. Do you know what BOTW stands for? No. Best of the week. <laughs> Do you mean that? or I didn't read it. Uh, well. <laughs> in any case... Uh, uh, Robert Kirkman surprised everybody by announcing that this is actually the final issue of The Walking Dead. What? Yeah. Uh, It's funny. It's kind of crazy how far they went. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. This is it, man. You know why I didn't know? Because they went through so many efforts to make sure nobody knew this is the last one. Uh, Because there are these things called uh, solicitations Uh where, you know, they just basically forecast like the issues that are coming next. And they like show the cover of future issues. Yeah, they drew like future issue ch- cover pages and oh, put them out in solicitations. Red so, hammerings, or yeah, whatever. so people like, would <laughs> think that they're going to continue the series. Yo, yo, that was really clever. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie, my heart would be broken right now if I actually read the series. I mean, it's not broke. I'm not heartbroken about it. I am kind of sad that it's going to be gone, but I, you know, it ended before it outstayed its welcome, and. uh I appreciate that. Um, I'm not going to go into like page by page exactly what happens here. I'm going to give general because this is a long issue given it's the last one. Uh, but Walking Dead uh, picks up may- maybe like 10, 15 years after the last issue left off. Uh, Where that guy went in jail and his dad turned into a zombie? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rick is dead. Carl is an adult man uh, wearing uh, an eye patch now. He's hiding his eye now. Uh, and he's uh, apparently he's with Sophia. He ends up with Sophia, uh, and they have a daughter together named Andrea, which is cool. 
nice little thing. Uh, the issue find, uh, starts with Carl killing a zombie in his yard. And uh, we find out that it's not like just a loose zombie. There's just uh, Glenn's son, uh, Herschel, have, is now an adult and has taken it upon himself to collect zombies and use them as like a traveling road show, essentially. Since the zombie problem is essentially finished. They didn't kill every zombie. They're still out there, but they're they're not even an issue anymore. Are you so, so I mean, why was it? It was an issue before because nobody was organized, but now that they're organized, yeah, after it's not a problem. After yeah. about fifteen years of slogging it out in a shitty apocalypse, people seem to figure out how to live in a world with them, uh, and to a point where there's like extensions of the original, like uh, the original communities, like Alexandria and the Hilltop. All those, they're all huge now. And I don't know what community we're in right now, but it seems to be like problem free. It looks like an old West town. It's it's kind of uh, interesting, I guess. Uh, Carl finds Herschel and then just punches him in the face because, like, why are you carrying around these fucking zombies? You're trying to you're gonna ruin everything. Yeah, like you're just begging to fuck everything up. Yeah, and uh, they argue for a while, and later you on you can't be serious. Yeah, and later on, um, oh yeah. <laughs> That's that <laughs> is quoting him. <laughs> you can't be serious. <laughs> uh, back at Carl's house, a, a, a policeman shows up and he's like, uh, "We're gonna have to do something here because apparently zombies can be property now, and you basically destroyed someone's property. We don't want to do this because we think this is stupid, but you know, laws are laws. <laughs> and uh, you know, this is brief. Lo- this is brief little scene, not really important. Where he's talking to Earl about uh, Rick and you know the impact." that Rick left in the world. Um, then we cut to uh trial. Carl is uh, defending himself against Herschel in, in court. Uh, he says, he states his case, you know, all that shit. Zombies are dangerous. He's going to ruin everything. And uh, Maggie shows up. Old Maggie is now the president of all living things. Apparently all living. Things. Yeah. Herschel's mom and Glenn's girlfriend, wife lady before he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes sense. Uh, she was like the second in command leader with Rick. Uh, she led the hilltop for a long time. If anybody was going to be the leader of all living things, it would probably be her. Uh, outside of Carl. I guess Carl didn't take the leadership position. Uh, in any case, Carl gets his shit waved. You know, nothing happens. He's kind of free for now. And... Uh, he yells at Maggie. He's just like, your son is like, t- is just a, a symptom of the problem. Everybody's too complacent. To, you know, now that we've handled the zombie crisis, this could all change in a minute. Uh, but you know, Carl is, t- but uh, Carl gets off, but on the, uh, on the provision that he has to find a replacement zombie for Herschel, which he doesn't do. And he kills all of Herschel's zombies. <laughs> oh, is that why he gets the fuck out of Dodge? Um, no, he, he just has a job as a messenger and he delivers supplies to people. Uh, he, uh, he meets up with Lydia who, if you watch the show, I don't know if she's in the show yet, but she's the daughter of the, uh, the whisperers, uh, leader. And, uh, she and Carl, she and Carl had a thing when they were kids, but not anymore apparently cause he's with Sophia and, uh. They seem to go to her, uh, Negan's house. Uh, Negan doesn't show up anywhere in this issue. It, for such a massive character and such an important villain in the series, he kind of goes out fittingly just like in exile. It sucks that we didn't get to see him one last time, but you know what? It makes sense that we don't. Uh, 
Yeah. In any case, we we also get a little shot of Eugene. Eugene lives. He's an old man now, and he's creating a railroad railroad system for a post-apocalyptic zombie world. It's pretty cool. Very much Eugene, always innovating. He's the guy who basically created a bullet factory for everyone. Okay, so when the zombies all took over and this apocalypse happened, uh, were there like subways and stuff already, and cars and yeah, you know, no. Uh, when the show the show takes place in current time, uh, like the comic takes place in current uh-huh. times or the time of sixteen years ago. Yeah. So there were cars and there were subways and stuff, but the cities were the first to get taken down. Sure. Yeah, so there are no subways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are cars, but you know, gas. So, what happened to the railroads that were there before? Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, it makes sense that they would have to, because I don't know exactly where they settled, but they settled somewhere in the Washington D.C. area. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, I I don't know how like uh, what's the word? Um, common that type of shit is anymore. Even you know railroads and in general anyway. Yeah. So they're probably not. There are railroads, but they're probably not many. And even so, they're they're probably not building new ones. They're also probably reinstating old ones. So it makes sense. Yeah, I that I, I, yeah that that sounds like it's more sort of case. I don't know. It just looked like yeah. it was back in the past or something. It I mean, you know, they're not weird. like using cars right now. Even now, they're not. They're still like on horseback and you know. Yeah, things I like noticed that. And carts, mm-hmm. horse carriages. I don't know. Maybe they made a conscious decision not to uh, emit, yeah, uh, you know, CO two into the atmosphere. That's yeah. cool. I mean, I you can know, dig it. There, it's a better thing no matter what. You know. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Eugene's at rebuilding a railroad system, or you know, just making a new, just uh, making a brand new one from scratch. Um, apparently, that chick from uh, Dwight, Laura, Dwight's girlfriend, is still around, and she's still pissed at Rick for murdering Dwight. Uh, but Rick tells her, just like, yeah, but well, yeah, well, you know, we wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Rick. So I'm not mad at you. Uh, you know, Rick, uh, Carl returns home. He's still kind of in trouble because uh, he killed all of Herschel's zombies. Now they're really mad at him. He's like, you can't just go around. Do take whatever your, you yeah, please. Yeah, just because you're Rick's son. Uh, and he goes to high court of this world, which is run by Michonne. Michonne is uh, the judge that runs high court and basically when you get to this level of uh of prosecution the entire it all rests on her there's no real jury in this uh michonne's pretty much the head head boss here uh and you know she uh, she very much uh abuses her power just like i'm not gonna arrest carl right now <laughs> we've been through some shit together but also you know i'm not i i feel still justified like she's not super cheating you know she thinks Carl's right, but also she's not going to put some kid that she knew since he was really young in jail for doing the right thing, essentially. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this chapter, this issue ends kind of, there's this little right moment of uh, closure between Herschel and, uh, and, Carl, and Carl, which kind of presents Herschel's whole side to the story, where he's like, I'm not just out here just showing these zombies for show, you know, I'm not out here just trying to make you trying to make people laugh. I'm still keeping, I'm reminding people that these things still exist and I'm trying to, and I keep them scared for the most part. I keep them aware that this is still kind of a problem and to never forget about these things. Yeah. So they could charge what they have, right? Yeah. And you killed all these reminders. So fuck you. 
And also, my dad's dead. You know? Way to risk and reward. I think yeah. it's good enough to be put in textbooks and say, yeah, guys, uh, yeah. shit was bad. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, there's better ways See to do this. See the old city buildings in the back that we don't use anymore? <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with that. But, uh, you know, I, as far as like... Yeah, Herschel was wild other in side. my opinion. Yeah, I agree I'm too. sorry, fuck him. Yeah, I agree. But this he, makes he sense. You can take that middle too. finger and shove it right up his ass, honestly. There's also kind of a sadness to Herschel where um, he talks about like... How everybody gasses Rick up, but also Glenn was also around. And if it wasn't for Glenn, Rick wouldn't even live through the first arc of the fucking comic book series. But no one's building statues out of him. And that's kind of that's kind of true. It's kind of sad as well. Glenn was a hero in his own right. And this is kind of a bummer. But it's a realistic thing that they can't remember everybody. You know, I guess it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how. That's why. That's what makes it kind of realistic. It just be like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> it's not really gonna change anything for the most. It's really just a vanity kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it does suck, but at least everyone is safe. Yeah, and right? also, you Rick, know, he ultimately you can have pride and tut and teach that to your family members. Like, listen, you know, we had someone that did that made major steps. Yeah, and also, Rick wasn't, wasn't out here asking for people to build statues to him, so. It's just people's perceptions of them got them that far, and it's not Carl's fault that that happened. Um, anyway, this leads to that. They go home. You know, everything's okay. And the series ends with uh, Carl reading a book about Rick's exploits to his daughter, Sylvia. And, it, and that's the end. It's a happy ending, which is nice. <laughs> for I, I, I'm not of the belief that these kinds of stories have to end in dread and gloom, and I'm glad that it ended happily. For the most part, uh, yeah, especially with a series so f- literally filled with dead, <laughs> dead people and death and all that shit. So, is the show The Walking Dead over already? No, the show's I think going to go on for the foreseeable future. But I don't know. I haven't kept up with the show in a long time. But I've always liked the books, and I felt like the books have always been consistent. And I'm glad it knew when to end. What do you think is like maybe like the biggest? Uh uh, takeaway from this series. Yeah. Uh, anything that stuck out to you, maybe a lesson I was taught, or maybe a certain type of character archetype. Well, there's this big ass like. Uh, well, there's a speech between uh, that Michonne gives during the testimony that pretty much is the theme of of uh, the Walking Dead in general. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the idea that uh, the whole show is not just about like su- surviving zombies. It's about rebuilding like some semblance of what we used to have and uh, learning what it means to really work for something. I think that's been the whole theme of the walking dead is just getting rid of all the world's commerce and all that stuff, you know, getting away from the material and focusing down on what really matters. And I think that's why they never really advanced to cars. You know what I mean? Like that's That's why they don't have that shit right now. Yeah. Uh, on the back of like a lot of the Walking Dead trades, uh, there is this speech that Michonne quotes. Uh, I don't know if Rick says that at some point, but uh, you know, she she basically says, "How many hours are in a day if when you don't spend half of them watching television? When was the last time any of us really had to work for something that we wanted? How long has it been since any of us really needed something that we wanted? You know, and it's like just part of the big speech. But I think that in itself is the the big theme." Those are heavy words, especially for these times. You mm-hmm. know, it's easy to um, forget 
that a lot of these you know needs that we have we we don't need for you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. most of the time you know what we complain about is our wants and you know other people in this planet not if other fictional places on this planet right now you know uh struggle to get their needs you know it's not it's not anything we haven't heard before but uh that's what's so cool about in my opinion these you know comics the way they flesh out uh these kind of tales and how you could relate them to the real world i have a respect for the walking dead i joke about it a lot mm-hmm. and you know it's really fun to make fun of series you hold dear. <laughs> yeah, and it's also but really fun to I, like. I respect it, man. It's it's also make fun yeah. uh, fun to make fun of series that are like overhyped as much as The Walking Dead is. There are like four TV shows right now yeah. for The Walking Dead where it, it kind of doesn't need that shit. Uh, but you know it. It's a it's a pretty interesting message. It all, there's also like a big speech at the end about like that where Carl's reading from the book. I'm not gonna read it, but it's basically essentially boils down to that. Carl uh, Rick was an effective leader as he is because he was able to turn enemies into friends. You know, he was able to bring people together, even though like he was at war with a lot of the time during the series. He was able to at some point be able to bring people together. And, you know, it's a very good thing. Uh, in, any, in any case, I would like to read reread Walking Dead in its entirety to see if it works as like one full flowing full, story. Yeah, I feel you. Uh Maybe one day we could cover it on the show as a separate thing, but we'll ne- we'll see. Give it is do justice, not just the last two issues. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I literally covered the last two. But yeah. uh, in any case, it was a it was a fun ride. I didn't really expect it to end this way, and I'm this is big. Uh, Robert Kirkman essentially writes a, a letter to us at the end of the issue. I'm not gonna read it, but there's a lot. Well, that's sweet. Where he kind of breaks down his uh, his process for making this series and. He was ori- where he was originally going to end it. It was supposed to end way earlier. Uh, I won't get into it, but it's a pretty interesting look at the creative process, I guess. So, and there's also like <laughs> the solicitations for the books that he pretended he was going to make. Yo, that's <laughs> mad funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Rip Walking Dead. You'll be missed by me. Probably not by Josh, but <laughs> by me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so many pages this letter. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a 16-year-long series. And it was like the series he's always wanted to make, so I I don't blame the guy. Uh but anyway, that was my oh, big spiel. Yeah. Good old Walking Dead. Uh J- Brian Boss, smack that randomizer, please. I'm a bigger fan of Battle Pope. <laughs> Battle Pope. <laughs> I've never read that. Uh, that's what he was writing before Walking Dead. Mm. He also wrote Science Dog. Science Dog, Science Battle Dog. Pope. Yeah, Thief of Thieves. He also started out as a, uh, a screenwriter, comedian. Yeah. A he writes a lot of shit. That's what he did. But he wanted to live in Virginia yeah. and not in L.A. Maybe I'll uh, cover uh, Oblivion Song, his new series, as a, as, as a placement holder. I don't know. Well, well see. that's why you're reading that shit. I like that show. Yeah. Here's I the like thing. The you know, J.R.R. Malk- uh, Martin... You know, can't get his head out of his ass and finish off his story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yet, our guy is not just doing a bunch of TV shows, found a way to fucking finish his book. So, mm-hmm. you know, I commend Robert Kirkman. It was a little too brutal for me at some point. Like, I literally yeah. made it to, I think, the governor. And I was like, I can't anymore. Yeah. I literally can't. The book is less it. brutal. I think that's because the art style is kind of like... Oh, no, in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I own like several volumes of this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, okay. at some point, I was just like, yeah, nope, not for me. Anymore. Yeah, for whatever reason, I never really got grossed out by the book. Did but they the show has somebody's head up. open that you really like. Oh no, I don't like. I didn't care. It was just like, 
Michonne being tied up in the oh, garage. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. I can't anymore, bro. Yeah. I might, bro. Yeah, that was a sad moment. Long it's- story short. <laughs> One piece. Oh, yeah. Uh, get out of this uh, sad ending stuff and into <laughs> a genuinely like goofy thing that just happened. Oh, my God, Chris. You know the moment <laughs> that happened. It ha- you know what moment I'm talking about? We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, it oh, was your favorite. Oh. It was my. Yeah, for sure. I'm oh, sure. God, I can't. You know what? Yeah, let's go. Uh, this wait. is One Piece chapter 947, Queen's Gamble. We got Brooke playing with seagulls, orchestrating them. <laughs> and there's also something, a uh, neon, neon cat in the water doing his thing. Yeah, Oda's fucking weird. All he right. does this every, this is 947 cover pages. All of them have animals. Get over it, bro. Uh, anyway, this chapter starts with a flashback to when Rayleigh saved Kami on the, uh, at, the, at the slave auction. <laughs> Ye- Ten years back, probably. Uh, oh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> the time skip was like Damn probably no. 2011, and this was maybe three years before the time skip. Yo, so yeah, you're right, man. We were probably in high school when this happened. Damn, this is when I first started reading this shit. Oh, you know what? We probably actually were because we, you actually started reading this in the Whitebeard arc. Mm-hmm. Literally. And yeah, we were in high school. was an down, so right after Shibodi. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, basically, he demonstrates the, Luffy, the power that Luffy just used, the hockey. To free uh, mermaids from yeah. their prison. And uh, they explain in further detail uh, what Luffy can do, but not before they just get punched in the face by a big mom. Yeah, I have a, I have serious concern for old man Gyo. That's his name? Yogoro. Yogoro. Because, like, you know, he's about <laughs> 100 years old, and he just got mashed into the fucking wall. Thank God this is a manga, because he would have for sure been dead Yeah, in an American comic. You would think that they set it up like Luffy's going to, like, pull something off, but they just get smacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that coming, but it was, you know. Yeah, they're, like, they're cartoonishly, like, their feet are just stuck outside the wall. <laughs> yeah, like, you nail into the wall, but halfway. You yeah. Know, you get so the point. Luffy pulls them out. Uh Hyogoro is like dying, literally. He's just yeah, like, I thought he was giving his final speech. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, oh my God. He's like, oh, I can teach you or what you call of Rio, of Rio or what you call hockey. Is that which covers the outside? And uh, he basically explains that um, it can be used for defense like invisible armor or it can be converted into great offensive use to great effect. But when you go one level beyond that, mm. ho- the hockey you wield can penetrate into the enemy's interior and destroy them from the inside. So, And that's how like the collars were destroyed. The hockey can reach inside of things and like rip it apart from the inside. And there are fireworks outside, which is pretty fire. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Happy America Day, everyone. Hey. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the eve of July 4th. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, in any case, back to the show. Uh <laughs> I got distracted. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, after Yoro uh, seems to pass out, and um, Big Mom just continues to attack, and Luffy just runs away. Uh, Kaido's goons are just outside, ready to fucking get shit under control. But then, like Big Mom bursts through the walls, and they're like, "Fuck! What the hell is she doing here?" Yeah, uh, she's rampaging right now. Queen is back, though. So yeah, right. I was pretty surprised. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. He's like, he's like kind of battle, hurt, but you know. Oh no, no, he's hurt. 
He's hurt. He is hurt. In all right? types of ways. Not in, not hurt enough to turn back into a brachiosaurus. Yeah, and he you know, he put a little plan together. Yeah, he's like, listen, man. He climbs to the top and he takes a swan dive off of the fucking roof of the of the uh, labor camp. Yeah, bro. Like this nigga jumps off from a mountain and he's in full dinosaur mode, full long neck dinosaur, and he hit, hits. Big Mom with a fucking dinosaur with the Braccio Bomber. Braccio Bomber. Like, yo, he jumped from like, <laughs> yeah. That was, yo, it was insane. He jumped from like 50 feet. And probably more. Yeah. Really and, high. I can't gauge the distance. But and, really, really high. And he hit her so hard that Big Mom's memory returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um,. He didn't hurt her. No, it <laughs> didn't just, hurt. Just to clarify. Yeah, let's let's make let's get it right. Big Mom wasn't protruded by this in the slightest. Not in the slightest. She didn't even say "ow." She just took a full full size dinosaur to the fucking cranium and lived. Yeah, and it probably had hockey behind it and all that other stuff. <laughs> this is a top three yeah. guy in Kaido's crew. Let's he not probably forget. turned into a Super Saiyan as well, and they came down on something her. like that. And yeah, she shrugged it off. And she was like, wait a minute, you're a queen. <laughs> and upon being recognized, he starts shitting his pants. He's like, fuck, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah, man, he switched up real quick. But then uh, Big Mom just knocks out. She just falls asleep. I don't know if she's like injured or she just gets tired and falls asleep. But uh, Queen just takes this opportunity. He's like, get these own handcuffs on her right now. And, uh, you know. Yeah, this guy's smart. Yeah. Uh, and so put he- out I see, too. That was that was smart. So even oh, if she goes crazy, you know, she can't really like go nowhere. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, they're they're, they're sailing her over to the island. Oh yeah, that's a good move. Uh, NC Stone Prism handcuffs are essentially they they cancel out any Devil Fruit user's powers. So <laughs> even if she were to wake up and break out of those chains, she wouldn't be able to use her powers at all. So, yeah. Uh, back at the prison, the the goons are just walking around looking at all the damage. And they're like, oh, we got to get this shit back up in order. And then they notice that Luffy is free. And they're just like, oh, right, he's still free. Yeah, Queen totally forgot about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Luffy's just like, I've always been free. And now this place is mine. Yeah, very shonen. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> So, yeah, that was One Piece. Uh, pretty fun. Uh, it was cool to see Big Mom fuck shit up and still... Like, not be affected by anything these guys do. I mean, he did put her to sleep, almost. I mean, I, I could give him that. Yeah. I could give him that. You, give you got her. That was epic. Yeah, it was a good move. Dinosaur headbutt. If anything's going to knock out Big Mom, it's a full, probably seven-ton dinosaur. Full-grown. And it's prime. Yeah. But, yeah. that was Luffy's going to wild out. Oh, you know what my favorite part of this chapter was? Right. When it said next chapter hits July 7th, which is not skipping a week. Yeah. Oda, I, you're right. You know what? I always get anxious because Oda be taking breaks every month. And I'm like, please don't let it be this week. It's whenever I don't pay attention is when it happens. So I get caught <laughs> off guard. Me too, man. I fucking hate it, man. I never really notice until, uh, like, the Sunday hits and we don't even know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just scroll into your right and you're like, mm. Mm. They did not reload, refresh. Am I early? Should yeah, I right? come back later? <laughs> but you see the other one, so you know in your heart that it's not true. But <laughs> you're just like, maybe. That's literally what happened with My Hero Academia today. Oh, <laughs> like last yeah, week where I was man. just like, wait a minute, that's strange. No My Hero this week. 
but uh, these guys are human too, and they need breaks. So yeah, whatever. Bully on us. Uh, anyway, Brian Boss hit that randomizer. Justice League. Whoa, Justice League, uh, number twenty-seven. The beginning of the end. The one where Josh was wrong. I was wrong. You said that he was gonna kill him. First of all, you know I was being dramatic. Second of all, <laughs> he was in a very vulnerable position. Sometimes I don't know saved. when you're being dramatic because you're dramatic a lot of the time. Oh, well, it keeps you on your toes. That's fair. Um, we get a flashback to uh, Martian Manhunter's childhood being... Uh, oh, getting washed again. <laughs> Lionel Luther's plaything. <laughs> Just getting washed. He was a child. Yeah, in his dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't catch me slipping like that when I was that younger. Fuck out of Even here. as a kid, he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. He was whack nigga. Uh, but in any case, uh, he wakes up as an adult, and uh, he's back in that same cage in line. <laughs> like, Luther! <laughs> oh! Like, come on, my nigga. And Lionel Luther seems to be uh, right outside. But uh, John is an, ain't no little boy no more. He ain't out here getting punked anymore. I just rolled my eyes, guys. Uh, so he uses his powers to break out of his cage. It was actually pretty lit. He, like, transferred through the wires in the machine and came out and yoked yep. uh, Luther up. Yeah, but then it turns out it's not Luther at all. It's a life decoy thing. It's a big uh, robot person because Lionel's dead, everyone. Did you guys know that? It's a good twist because I didn't know he was dead. So I didn't know he was dead either. So makes sense. I thought I was like, is he dead? Mm, he's dead. And it turns out he was not captured by Lionel Luther. He was captured by Professor Evo, creator of Amazo. Uh, and Amazo is there. Which yeah, is, he was the guy that the whole league couldn't beat, right? Yeah, Amazo is like a pretty big deal villain. Right. And then Batman came over there and then was like, I have no powers. <laughs> so I went against you. I think so. Yeah, I remember that. It happened in the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that will happen. But you know what? Batman is the answer to everything, Josh. You shouldn't be surprised. You know who's not the answer to everything? Yeah. Martian Manhunter. Yep. <laughs> yep. Martian the Manhunter is answer to getting out of this one particular cage. And that's about it. But um, we cut back to the Justice League as they arrived on Nil, which is the home of the Anti-Monitor. Uh, they no, kind of, the monitor. Oh, the monitor. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they basically explained the backstory of the monitor over to the DC's history, you know, going back to Infinite Crisis, then, uh, oh no, Crisis on Infinite Earths, then Infinite Crisis, and uh, till Final Crisis. Which was with Batman getting sent to the past, right? Yes. Okay, okay. And uh, also the Dark Multiverse stuff. Yeah, did they have the monitor locked up? I didn't know that. I guess. Yeah, well, you know, Joker Maybe. Batman is pretty serious. Yeah. He's kind of like one of the strongest guys ever. Yeah, the Batman who laughs. He's not only Batman, but he's also the Joker. He's double the answer to everything. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, he's the man times two. Yeah, times seven, I'd say. Edgelord, anyway. <laughs> Edgelord Batman. Edgelord Batman. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, after they... The anti-monitor is just like, I don't even know. How- the monitor. Oh, so I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I, it's okay. I, I never anti-monitor t- is a cool name. No one I like ever to say it a lot, too. The, the monitor is fucking whack, first of all. Let me get this out of the way. Yeah, he just watches and does nothing of significance. Even when he tries to fight, he's fucking whack. I don't even know I've why I've never they need seen him. him fight before. I've seen him sit in a chair well, and talk a lot of shit. Good, because then I wouldn't have to be embarrassed for him. Yeah. Because uh, he sucks. 
Uh, yeah, he's whining and bitching right now. Look at him on the floor. He's like, yeah. he's like, I can't fix it. <laughs> this multiverse is worth saving. Damn you! And then we're Isn't like, that, aren't they all trying to do that? Yeah, What's and going they're all on? like, yeah, we know. We're trying to fix it here. All right, all right. He has a cape on and he has no hair, but he has these sideburns. No, he has hair. He has like cornrows. Are those cornrows? <laughs> yeah, are they? This nigga looks weird. He didn't look like that before. Yeah, he wasn't did. he Metron or something? No, that Metron's not that. Not the. Wasn't monitor. he the monitor? No, he's not the monitor. He's just the guy with the chair that knows everything. But he oh, he had the, the he had the the, the something chair. Whatever. The Metron the Mobius chair. chair. No Mobius chair. You're right. Okay. He's so just this the guy. is Mobius right here. No, that's not Mobius. That is the monitor. But isn't the monitor Mobius? No. They're different people. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I all right, all right. I mm. need to do some research. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reminded Barry Allen that he was a dead man. Yeah, they, that was really funny. Where they were just like, "You remember right when you died?" <laughs> Yo, the funny thing is that they always like they brought these pictures back a few times, right? And it's like every time I look at it, I I, I feel like I can't take it serious. Maybe if I had experienced the event at the time and Barry Allen was dying before my eyes on the pages, I would be like, "Oh no!" But it just looks so funny. Like him <laughs> slowly turning into a brook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks derpy to me. You like, could, hey, you, not a lot of people know this, but you could tiny, see little tiny speech bubbles where, as he's turning into a skeleton, he goes, "Yo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he, yeah, he went to the One Piece universe for a little while. <laughs> That's why he's so fast. Oh! oh! Brook is the Flash, everyone. Uh, Holy shit, man. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah, this is a New Jump City exclusive. <laughs> You're fucking right, Brian. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's some, some We're a team here. Before nice. <laughs> I didn't get the reference, but I'm, mm, I'm with Superman it. 2, dude. Oh, okay. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch Zod. it, but I know it was whack. That's odd. Oh. Zod, I think, I don't know if Zod was like the movie creation or they put him into the comics, but. If he's a movie creation, that fucking rules. Uh, so Superman asks Barry if he's doing all right after, I guess, reminiscing about <laughs> after his After <death>. reliving <laughs> his death. <laughs> and he literally answers, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I watched myself uh, turn into bones. Yeah. Mm, so, no. And I'm I not. remember my alternate history as a manga character. Uh, so, no, I'm not well. Uh <laughs> Thank you for asking. Lays right over that, by the way, and this bitch boy starts talking again. Yeah, he's basically like, what are they going to do against Perpetua? And Superman just is just like, I'm fucking Superman. We can do this together. And I'm also Superman. Uh, so, yeah, they basically change his mind. He's just like, will you be our Nakama? Minor. <laughs> yeah, this is really showing it. And I'm with it. <laughs> I'm so for it, man. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, the anti-monitor becomes a straw hat, and we cut back to the Martian Manhunter. Um, he's being, like, experimented on by Professor Evo, because I guess he really isn't shit right now. <laughs> he just got captured twice. Yeah. <laughs> by the same people. Not looking very epic at all. Yeah. Not very not boss-like. He's supposed to be one of the strongest people, by the way, right? And he's on his knees. Yeah, he is very strong, yes. But he is also very good at getting punked. Yeah, the World Forge is fucking ripped, by the way. I just... I mean, you got to be the Forge Worlds, dog. Yeah, that's true. Just like in comparison... Oh, my God. <laughs> Skip to the next panel. LOL. But, um, yeah, Metron yeah. is just so, like, lowly compared He's to... He's not him. Metron. 
Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> who gives a fuck about this lane? That's thing? why I keep calling the antibody. Yeah, right. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Uh, he said, we will find the anti-monitor on Quad. Did you say that already? I knew the anti-monitor was on Quad. No. The, black the Justice League said we're going to find the anti-monitor on Quad. And then the monitor was like, this is my idea now. Oh, they echoed. He echoed <laughs> the sentiment. Okay. But he said it like it was like he came up with it. Piece of shit. I hate the... We, we hate the monitor. He's all knowing and all whack. Yeah, anyway. all knowing and all whack. Of, speaking of whack, this is a fucking whack boy competition right here. <laughs> John Jones is laid out on the fucking stretcher by John Amazo Jones. and Dr. Ivo. John Jones. John Jones. I used John to say it like that. <laughs> I used to read it and say it like that. John Jones. I didn't know what, I thought he was a Martian, so it's supposed to sound weird. Not like legit and smooth. Not like just some guy's name. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. It's a fucking Martian. They do that a lot. You know, that's why uh, the Hawkman, his name is Carter Hall, but all the aliens are all are named some kind of like Qatar Hall. <laughs> Quatar, Quate, yeah, Quatar hole. Um, yeah, did I mention Manchin Mahan? Yeah, he's whack. You know. What I'm saying. Um, meanwhile, um, Evo is just out here experimenting on Martian Manhunter and explaining his plan. And he's like, Luther found me, and he gave me this proposition, and blah 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 blah. Uh, they talk about the apex predator, the little demon things that Perpetual uses. Uh, splices of human and Martian because I guess there aren't any other stronger races out there in the grand multiverse or whatever. Like Kryptonians or anything? Yeah. I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind, but you know, I'm just going to get past this because it's a Martian Manhunter arc and it's whack. And, so um, who gives a shit anyway? Then he starts roasting Amazo for some reason, even though Amazo literally just did his job. Uh, yes. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. And that's when Hot Girl comes in and just wrecks Amazo's face off. Yeah, it breaks his face open. Yeah, and frees John because, you know, even a normal human being is just better than John Joe. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yes. Uh, a human with wings. <laughs> Thanagarian dog. Uh, we cut back to uh, the, the Hall of Justice where Mera is overseeing the, the many members of the Justice League right now. And uh, the son of... Uh, uh, Hot girl and and John Jones, <laughs> the 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 imaginary maybe son. Uh, <laughs> this is so yeah. crazy. He's just out From here, a fake you multiverse. know. He's just out here, you know, contemplating his existence. <laughs> At the tender age of what, eleven or something? Yeah, he's like maybe seven years old, and he's like, "Oh my god, am I real?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy for a seven-year-old to go through. Uh, but luckily, he has Starman there to convince him that he's a real person. Yeah, that's reassuring. Starman's, I don't even know his deal in the first place. He says I'm literally the multiverse. I can like, tap into the energies of the multiverse, and I know what exists and what doesn't. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. All right, Starman. Oh, star so what are you doing right now? Man. He's just chilling here at the Justice League, not fixing shit. I mean, you know. Am I being harsh? Yeah. Because I just seen him in... Re he's looking like... He's pretty much on the same tier as Martian Manhunt as far as Nah, I've dude. Seen. He has just so much power. He's trying to get it in sync. He's getting it in check. He oh, can't just use okay. that power. He so, has, he's like uh, Naruto when he first used the Nine-Tailed Fox. He couldn't use all of oh, it. Oh, okay. 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 You know? He's got yeah. to develop. All right. I'll take that. Um, back at uh, Evo's hideout or whatever, uh, Martian Manhunter is suddenly dispatching with these Amazos pretty easily, but... All of a sudden. But that's mostly because these are like... We, like they get weaker and weaker because they're, most of them are unfinished versions of Amazo. Yeah, they was using the re. Ivo took some of the parts out of these guys and put them towards the new project he was working on. They didn't finish, thankfully. 
And, you know, Martian Manhunter gets to feel like a badass. He yeah. rips out one of these Amazos brains. It's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, he hulks out and he... Uh, d- Jokes one of these other ones up. Yeah, I bet starts, he feels real good about himself right now. <laughs> I hope he enjoys it. Starts choking out Evo. And, you know. Kendra has to remind him because he already knew that he was fake. So he's taking out his anger on the robot right now. Mm-hmm. Not cool. So, yeah, they leave the. I think they set it on fire and then they leave. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's cool. When they're uh, confronted by a Legion of Doom bot, a and, drone. Yeah, a drone. One of Senku's drones. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, a hologram, uh, holographic projection of Lex Luthor shows up. <laughs> and and Martian Manhunter's like, I knew it! <laughs> knew you were still alive, <laughs> Luthor! <laughs> <laughs> Luthor! This is so corny. <laughs> I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this chapter. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and I, you know, I only go hard because I like the Manhunter, and I just wish he was just such a cornball. Yeah. Well, we're, he turned into a drag. The first issue of Justice League, he turned into a green dragon and tackled the moon that they had to refix, by the way. That was pretty that cool. That was really cool and funny. And now he's, you know, back to his same old, same old dollar short, daylight <laughs> type ass. Luthor! Luthor! <laughs> Shira, save me. <laughs> yeah, so the offer's next, right? Or was this the offer? Yeah. Was Ifo offered something? Not necessarily. I right? don't think so. He wasn't offered enough because he got beat <laughs> by the Manhunter. So <laughs> yeah, he got beat yeah. by regular ass John Jones. Yeah, pretty corny in my opinion. He didn't have to turn into a dragon. Uh, but that was Justice League. Good issue overall. Um, we <laughs> the Anti Monitor sucks. Uh, not the Anti Monitor. The Monitor. God damn it. We'll never get him right. But anyway, <laughs> you'll never get it right. You're right. But you, man, you called the Metron. I don't know what you're talking about. You called the Metron. You called the Metron. You, you got it right now. You called him Metron. Because he was Metron. He's not Metron. He acted like the Monitor. <laughs> Bro, they lied to us. You know what I'm talking they about. They did lie to us. He was the Monitor. No, he, he wasn't. He sat in the he Artemis Fowl chair. The Artemis Fowl chair? That's a book series. I know. It's Artemis <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's a cornball. Why are we even talking about him? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, Justice League. Brian Balls, hit that manga random, <laughs> please. Food Wars. Oh, boy. It's back, you guys. Food Wars, chapter 315.1. Mixed feelings. <laughs> that's, what this, uh, that's what this chapter is. Oh, man. I open it up, and immediately it's just two-page spread of naked 15-year-old girls <laughs> Yeah. Covered in chocolate sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yo, literally. Yeah, I looked at uh, it and I was like, hmm. And then I, that's when I thought that same thought, like, wow, these are all like underage. I don't need girls. porn. I need a satisfying ending. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> satisfying for me. I'm not a, like, I guess this is Shonen Jump, right? It's for like high school kids. Look, so say what you will about Food Wars. It is devastatingly hard to read on a subway. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because if you right. happen to just be on an issue where someone's eating something. Uh, you In a cooking manga, by the way, which happens quite a lot. Yeah. You better hope that no one's just looking at your phone. Uh, but we're back with uh, some epilogue chapters. Uh, we t- we pick up a year after the fucking blue. Uh, what was the conclusion, you guys? Erin uh, won. Erin won the fucking blue. We don't even get to see what she cooked. We don't get to see the other Shogugeki. Erin won the fucking blue. <laughs> she has a divine tongue. Uh, yeah. Easily, it seems, too. Like, 
a fucking ex Benedict couldn't beat her. Shock of all shockers. <laughs> yeah. um, Brian called it on that one. Not impressive. Yeah. And uh, ever since the blue ended, uh, so much just leaves. He just drops out of fucking high school. And Everybody starts. has longer hair now, too. Yeah. The longer the series goes, just the longer uh, hair everyone gets. Except for Hayama and Kurokiba, whose hair is exactly the same. Oh, yeah. True. Maybe he has a different bandana or something. Maybe. Uh we uh we start uh, we start at the uh the start of a new uh f- annual fall classic which you know harkening back to better days of Shokugeki no Zoma when it was actually pretty fire uh <laughs> we get introduced to these new characters that we don't give a fuck about who not are even a little bit <laughs> but yeah they have cool character designs cuz they're the next generation or something uh i'm i'm for that mm. but also what are you doing introducing new characters in an epilogue yeah. from your previous story from something that is the least satisfying. Cool. So he never won ever. That's basically <laughs> what we've learned in several years after his dad demanding him win. He yeah. never wins anything. Yeah, he drops and out then, of high school. Absolutely. And then his answer like to that, that is out. to go pout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. We, anyway, didn't, we well. didn't learn shit. <laughs> well, you know, I don't we think still... he got in arena's pants either yet. So no, he didn't get to, he didn't get to those butt cheeks at all. Nope. All uh, right. Yeah, well, you good can thing tell, he, but look at her face. Good thing he didn't <laughs> grab her butt cheeks like you said she should, he should have at the end because that would have been embarrassing after w- losing to her. He's like, you grabbed my butt cheeks for nothing. You suck. Hey, look, it's never for nothing in my opinion. Yeah, that could <laughs> I digress. Be, that could have been a, a, a supportive butt cheek grab. Yeah, right? You know right? what I mean? Like, good job. And then he could have been like, oh, you see, that ass grab gave you the motivation mm-hmm. to cook me some food. You're the future. <laughs> my future <laughs> see that was smooth <laughs> but you know future. someone only cares about fried rice so. you know what <laughs> I guess, I, guess you know what? I mean that dude should go overseas and learn that maybe you shouldn't be doing rice dishes in the blue bro I yeah, mean to, to impress somebody yeah I hear <laughs> new hardy is hiring that's the Chinese food spot across it's actually the a good spot yeah. uh, <laughs> I want to try it I'm into it we got plans after <laughs> Katsudon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the judges for the uh, the fall classic come in. Uh, well, are they judges? Because this is a lot of judges. Yeah. They, wait. Mm, I think it's Ishiki. No, no, not Ishiki. Okay. Okay. It's, it's it's the first, the former first seat, then the former second seat. No, yeah. You know the hot uh, sh- shake, Ishiki t- uh, Kuga, uh, Sukasa Rindo. No, Ishiki and Kuga aren't judges. They just pulled up. No, they said uh, then allow us to introduce the chefs who will be judges for today. First are a pair of recent Toski graduates, Ishiki and, and Kuga. Oh, so, it, okay. So then they got five judges. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And Shinomiya! Yeah, the head judge. My favorite guy. Uh, yeah, they basically recap who he is because we haven't seen him in forever. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they reminisce. Everybody gets together. It's like, wow, memories. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very well said. And uh, they they announced the theme of the fall classic lunch sets. <laughs> <laughs> you got thoughts? <laughs> I just hate this entire thing. Yeah, it's, it's bumming me out it, more and more as we continue to go. Yeah, man, I didn't get any resolution whatsoever. No. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe it's about the journey, not the destination. But well, like, it's yeah. just such a bummer. I like to pretend maybe he's cooking in Paris for that dude, right? 
No, Shinomi is here. Oh, he's here. Uh, but maybe, <laughs> maybe he's here. But he's like, right here. But you know, maybe that's where he. Well, went. no, because he brings up Soma. Uh, he's like, okay, he's out there in the world somewhere. He talks. He's like, wow, Soma really turned this place a fucking round. And then we, we got like a little ghost of Soma panel around, just like, wow, cool, inspirational ghost thing. But he's still not here, and we don't know where he is. <sighs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, Arena, 17-year-old dean of this school, is frustrated that that Soma still isn't back and hasn't replied to any of her letters. Yeah, you should have just told him how you fucking felt, bro. Both yeah. of y'all, you should have grabbed each other's butt cheeks. Yes. <laughs> Figured it out. Proclaim, proclaim your love. If, if, if there's two people out there who mutually love each other and aren't telling each other, grab each other's butt cheeks. Here's, I agree with that. <laughs> I fully agree with and that. Tell each other I one hundred percent condone that. <laughs> but it has to be. It has to be. But it has to be consensual. <laughs> it has to be cool. Don't You're be. Right. Don't, don't be. Don't yeah. be just out here. You should know. Anyway. You have to, yeah, it has to be in the moment. You Here's the thing. I might enjoy this. Actually, I think I'm. This has now come full circle for me. I think we'll with, see. With Soma traveling the globe, much like his dad, and I think he's got so many lessons to learn, and think he'll bring it back to Arena one day and be like, "I'm now gonna kick your like." Now I know what it means to kick someone's ass. <laughs> so yeah, this is for real this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Arena is basically like, when you you here comes home, I don't want this institute to be a place that would disappoint him. We got a bunch of uh, character sna- snapshots for some people that you might remember, like uh, you know, Mimasaka, Aldini's brother, uh, Aldini, the lady who cooks disgusting smelling food, but it tastes delicious. The stalker gag. Yeah. yeah. The, the stalker, witch. The stalker witch. The one random dude from Central with the fucking face tattoo. That's who uh, that was. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Mister. Who's the dude with the the Don guy? Oh, the is very he first here? Dude. Yeah, what? he's there. Yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I didn't even see him the first time around. He's got his oh, hair the back. Long hair, right? Yeah. The Don RS. The Don RS. <laughs> Uh, you know, former members of the uh, Council of Ten, uh, you know. And finally, Soma's dad is also there. Uh, he just showed up. And so is Mana, um, Erina's mom. And they're just like, uh, I look forward to your cooking, but I'm saying this condescendingly. Yeah, but she won the fucking blue, bro. <laughs> like, what else do you expect? Yeah, what, else do you, what do you need? Yeah. <laughs> what is? What does she need to prove to you? I think she's she's 13, bro. Like, like, Jesus. You can't make a big deal out of the blue, win it, and just be like, meh. Well, now I guess, yeah. It's now I, I guess know. you got to win the very blue. Full respect. Deserved. Bro, like, I think we all up. need to go to Japan and kick the shit out of the riders. <laughs> <laughs> we got to challenge him for a, to a shokugeki. <laughs> shokugeki, I choose. I'm going to kick your ass for disappointing me. And uh, the chapter ends where uh, Saiba is about to tell everyone how he met Soma's mother. Oh, God, I could care less. Yeah, I also... Right? Was I, yeah, I'm, I'm not the only one. It's too like, late. Who cares? I already like their relationship. I enjoyed it's, all of that that we know we don't need this. It's too you late. You know what we needed? Resolution. And I feel like I if, still have none. If you wanted to do the story, it was when you were going to do the first flashback to yes. her whole thing. Mm-hmm. That is when you do this. You don't bring you back the yeah, series. Used it, you use that kind of shit to draw on for in, inspirations for the dish that he's going to be serving in like whatever the finishing arc yeah. is. Like, yes. I... It bothers me. It, does this even work like a like a shonen at this point? Like, See, is I, it really following the patterns? Yes, 
<laughs> but it doesn't it shouldn't be are you this is the end are you have you been disappointed by um endings so far or any of the series that you've been reading haven't ended to this point a lot of endings are like so far i don't know of it there's few endings that i i'm happy about yeah uh i liked i like death notes ending and i liked uh i like bakuman's ending i guess and you know, they're but even the best series out there, they don't end particularly well. They I don't have like great track records. Great, uh, not great. Sorry, uh, um, Full Metal Alchemist. I love Full Metal right. Like they yeah, that well, was a right? great series. Okay. That uh, but it also wasn't through. Jump, so that was a monthly series, and it has more pages to work with. You know, so I guess that's like a different thing. But in terms of Jump series. Like I love I Shield Twenty One, but it doesn't end amazingly. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So it's the only bummer part about that series is it doesn't end particularly well. But I don't know, man. It's it's rough with long with any type of series. It's mm-hmm. hard to end. Uh, looking back on Naruto's ending, I'd say that it was a fine ending. It was the ending that was supposed to happen, you know. So I guess you could call that satisfying. Bleach's ending is not great. No, is is, is it affected by the same way that like? With American, I guess like TV. I'm not even saying with comics is like you're not expecting to find an audience, and then suddenly you find an audience, and then they're allowing you to go seven seasons, and so uh. the stuff that you had in your head, like oh we're gonna finish here, suddenly this thread goes off in a direction. Do you think? Uh, do you find I that's know. happening? I feel like a lot? Naruto's Naruto's longevity has been natural for the most part. Yeah, things lead into each other and. And you the know. threads were all kind of yeah. finished and everything the, felt yeah, yeah. prepared was, and in the right direction. There was stuff from the beginning that, that had resolution towards the end. You mm-hmm. know, stuff uh, that was predictable, but it was... It, but it ends conclusively, which is good. Okay, that's definitely... Like, I always want a conclusive ending, even if it's like not what you want. Like, Boruto doesn't necessarily yeah. need to happen. That would, mm-hmm. Boruto is introduced in the final chapter of Naruto, but... He's introduced in the an The same epilogue. way like in Dragon Ball Z, where at the end they had Pam... Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, just to show that hey, you know, the future goes on. That, that's kind of the yeah. point. Yeah, right? Dragon Ball Z ends pretty well. Where that yeah. was supposed yeah. to be the ending, and now Super is starting. But Z technically takes place ten years after Super starts, which is interesting. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it Dragon Ball Z ends pretty conclusively, uh, although it just proves how much of a fucking shitty dad Goku continues to be. Jeez. Uh, in any case, I don't know. It's hard to end series, but you know, now that you get these epilogue chapters, you kind of get a chance to kind to give us some sort of resolution. If there's, I don't know how many of these they're gonna do, but uh, this was the Sopranos, fucking, you know, <laughs> like fade to black, you yeah. know, out of ha- like that's how this ended to me, where it's just like, you yeah. what? Do we, I mean, we did learn, you know, we learned a lot on the way, and I think that's uh, maybe it's it's all part of like, well. He is only 15 and the continuation of yeah. hot cuisine and, and everything in the culinary world is all about learning. But well, that's, like, that's a lot of what Shonen does when they try when they end things is that they leave it to that point where mm-hmm. their lives will go on. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with Except that. Except for death I note. Think <laughs> a, this, we could have watched him lose and we could have seen Aaron's dish. But I also that that speaks to me of they didn't know what she cooked. You know what I mean? Like they didn't know how to. Especially since Yuki here is bringing a fucking fried rice dish to the final of the blue. It's just. Yeah. It's not amazing. Every. <laughs> it seems like he did a lot of rice dishes. Yeah. He I'm, does. I'm he assuming sure does. I was complaining, I mean, I but yeah. I don't hate him. I don't hate I'm all right with that. that I'm, I'm cool with that too. But it also just like knowing what I know about them having 
a chef that they you know they go and consult with and stuff like that sours that kind of stuff yeah. in my mouth where it's like yeah there should have been a final two dishes and maybe we should have heightened drum uh, i don't know you know what upon it's, saying this i'm now coming to terms with the ending a little bit if better. you switch those two dishes the last two dishes around it's better mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at least it's a fried dish thing that he did the second to last one but it was one that he went hard on mm-hmm. yeah but i mean the, the second to last thing. dish still had the it was a rice pilaf base. I, it you does know not I mean? feel like enough. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like two rice dishes back, to, you know, and... He made a shark fin soup with ice cream dumplings. Mm. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I think they <laughs> just went too hard. Yeah, and they just didn't... So all of it was like set up in the... It, like the end of that series was mostly on the on the second to last round. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, it's It's weird. We'll see how this goes i don't know how long yeah we'll see this. in a month yeah yeah, yeah you see on the 27th yeah i'm not upset about that at all mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know i'm not clamoring it for it to come back and i'm not jazzed about this flashback that's coming yeah i'm not so. into a whole lot of what's going i don't know you know i mean you can hear his dad was described as the stray dog who yeah. just kind of shows up every once in a while and yeah. maybe he's gonna follow in the same general footsteps i mean you know that was pretty much f- Beat it, in, beat it into our skulls. From the or beginning. are we going to get, we're going to do the flashback and then we're going to use that to launch us into one last epilogue where they finally grab each other's butt cheeks. If they do it and if they give us like one more conclusive Shokugeki, yeah. which is fire as hell, okay. I'd be into it. I Remedied. Yeah. But I don't have much faith. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that was Shokugeki no yeah. Soma. Back from uh, the grave. Yeah, Brian Boss at the Rama. Green Lantern. Whoa, shit. <laughs> All right, well, we've never covered Green Lantern on this show, and we're about to. Yes, do- we have. Have we? Yeah, when it was the Shepherd God. Did we do that? Yeah, did, we, did. we didn't it do was that. Dope. We didn't do that issue. Yes, we did. Did we? Oh man, dude! Uh, look, guys, it, just in case, I'll, I'll I'll brief y'all. So this Green Lantern series is not like a super hardcore affecting the entire universe uh, story, like the overall like, you know how Justice League ripple affects into everything else. Green Lantern is this story by Grant Morrison is kind of just like standalone, it, and it seems to be like you know random just cop stories. They're cool. Well, you know, I don't want yeah. to downplay it at all. It's interesting, but it's not heavy with continuity. And, and uh, Yeah, Grant story. Morrison took over Green Lantern, and it has been fucking weird. <laughs> and uh, uh, Hal Jordan hasn't had much of an impact in the overall continuity of the DC Universe in years. This is probably before Forever Evil, which is uh, interesting. But he's, uh, he's off on his solo stuff right now. Uh, they got him. Uh, Grant Morrison's whole run is supposed to be just him. It's supposed to be just regular cop stories of uh, regular stories of a space cop, you know, just average day in the life of a Green Lantern yeah. space cop. And that's how he pitched it. Is. It kind of is. That's how he pitched it. So far, he has taken on the Christian Judeo God. <laughs> yes. Who is actually an alien in disguise. Yes. Uh, and right, like he's taken on. Alternate versions of himself. 
and yeah, the Green Lantern, Lantern and, and Zine Arrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he found alternate universe versions of himself and Green Arrow where they're both tall, really slender, weird looking things that don't speak English. Yeah. But they do their own thing and they're serious about their work. And they're giants. And we have to take them serious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> Yeah, they're giants. What the fuck? Yeah, so he go he ventures into his own ring and has to oh, yeah. bring it at back to point, life or something. Oh, at some point he yeah, he meets the soul of his own ring and uh saves its life. It's bonkers. And it's very good, but also fucking crazy. And this issue just kinda no lube. No <laughs> yeah. just jams us into the middle of this weird story. So it looks like the the Chitwari. What, what's that race of warriors from Chitauri, the Marvel? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, right. It looks like these guys, the 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 the, the fighting super warriors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it starts you off got a whole like crew of these guys. We get like other superheroes that we've never seen before. Uh, you know, there's um, there's Marvel made, and there's Logi, and there's Quisto and Ragor, and there's uh, Strong Woman. Strong Woman. <laughs> Uh, um, hold on. Super this male, super and male, and Vartox. <laughs> super male, <laughs> and they're fighting against this thing that just, just eats super strong people alive. So and maiming everything else. Yeah, uh, no chance against it. It's destroying them. Mm-hmm. Uh, no context for this in any previous Green Lantern yeah. or any other story in the DC landscape. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Planet Athmora, where Hal Jordan is apparently alongside this weird troll alien thing and this lady person. And he's wielding a metal sword and yeah. not his Green Lantern. Yeah, he can't use this Green Lantern on this planet because for some reason it, it there's interference on this planet that prevents him from using his willpower. Stuff. I just want to remind you guys that we went from superheroes we've never seen or heard of getting maimed <laughs> by this super creature, and now we... Literally just cut to Green Lantern, medieval yeah. times. Looking for Abe and Sir, apparently. Uh, they didn't know that yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, I oh, didn't know it? that yet. Well, he fights off against uh, this horned alien thing for a while who seems to be using magic, but it's actually willpower stuff. And uh, it is Abe and Sir. <laughs> it's it's an alternate universe version of Abe and Sir. And, uh, yeah, they... They talk for a while. Like, he calms him down. He beats the shit out of him, and he takes this... Uh, is this the Black Star signal thing that they did? They had? The Dark Star, I mean? Uh, I don't know. Well, he takes the thing that was controlling this alternate universe version of... Uh, oh, Spencer. the necklace. Yeah. Oh, God, I need to get to... Hold on, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm going to look at it. And uh, they talk for a while, and they're basically... Yeah, it is. It does look like it. Yeah, Abe right. Sir tells him about the Mad Lantern, uh, the dread of the the dread emissary of the re- reverse overse, <sighs> the Quaman, <laughs> Quaman spelled Q W A dash M A N. Guys, we have no idea what the <laughs> what they're talking about. Just we're on the same page with y'all. Don't feel alone. Yeah, the reason we're not doing great at this explanation is because this is very crazily written. Literally coming out of nowhere. It's the kind of thing that you don't understand with your brain, but you understand with your soul. Like, I get it. I mean, I get what's going on. (laughs) It's just like, am I supposed to care deeply about this right now? (laughs) Is this even actually Hal Jordan from our universe? Yes. Uh, But in any case, then this monster shows up. 
who who he was holding he was holding the monster back before but now that he's not evil and not being controlled anymore he lost control of the monster yeah yeah rough okay uh, yeah the comment ma- uh, the troll makes comments by the way he talks Throughout this, yeah, the troll can talk. He didn't leave him in the beginning when we mentioned him. He's been here the whole time. Yeah, he did. Like, funny it, remarks, I guess. Yeah, being goofy, uh, the comic relief. Uh, and then, uh, right as this bad guy shows up and starts tearing shit up, uh, a portal opens and alternate versions of the Green Lantern shows up. We have Batman, and, Green Lantern, uh, Hippie Green Lantern, and uh, now they're Hal Jordan of some si- some form with a flashlight. And he has a flashlight instead of a ring. That'd be pretty. That's pretty funny. Yeah, this is gonna be I ten actually, times weirder. I actually think that's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, I like. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this other guy has a t-shirt and shades on. Yeah, hippie Green Lantern. Literally just mad regular. He looks like Shaggy with longer hair. He looks like the Big Lebowski if he ever became a Green Lantern. Oh shit! Isn't it, that's from a cartoon, right? No, that's a movie. Oh, I don't know that. Well, you will. Uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was Green Lantern. I Grant Morrison. <laughs> I like this series, but I can't imagine ever recommending it to anyone uh, who doesn't, who is not a fan of psychedelics of some sort. Yeah, I'm not on that shit, so I'm not really all the way on board. But you know, it, it's uh, it's interesting. The art's really cool. Sometimes it's a little messy. Yeah, you know, I don't you know care for is? the messy styles, but I could I could cope. You, you know, know what it is this this uh this this series has a really big retro feel to it. Yeah. Uh, the the art is kind of like old style. It's pretty cool to look at, like to see this type of style being used mo- in modern comics. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of like really old trades, uh, from like the nineties. You know. Yeah, when I watch like the YouTube videos covering like the older events, it, it gives me those vibes. Yeah, it's cool, which I appreciate. And this is very much up Grant Grant's wheelhouse in terms of art styles. I I would imagine he appreciates an older, a retro, more like uh antiquated style of uh, drawing stuff. Yeah, but yeah, that was Green Lantern. Uh, pick it up if you dare. <laughs> yeah, well said, Brian Boss. Smack that randomizer up. Samurai Eight. Told you, yes. <laughs> oh, you did oh, it. Barely had any. Yeah, blood. you called it. Good for good for Josh. Uh, that was our last American comic, though, right? I think that was it. Yeah. No, there's one more. Oh, oh, oh you're right. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah, now we'll... you killed the surprise. Well, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> but anyway. Now everyone is going to know it's fake. <laughs> 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 I think we do this once a week where we just guess what the last <laughs> one is. Anyway, so anyway, we're uh, on Samurai 8, Chapter 8. Take it slowly. We open up with our villains. Ata is getting ready to go fuck shit up back on whatever planet they're on. Um, meanwhile, uh, this guy meets his princess and uh, he's like, we're going to be in the Trinity together. And then uh, on suddenly gets standards. And turns yeah, away. right out of nowhere. And I'm just like, hmm, I don't care for what you're saying. Like he didn't even say anything mean or derogatory or, or the only thing he said is that oh now I'll get a lot stronger yeah because we're all together. <laughs> Josh, like bitch, that's your purpose. The fuck is wrong with you? Josh, you know what I just realized? What? I didn't finish this chapter. <laughs> oh 
Oh, you're in for one funny trip. <laughs> How many pages did you read? Uh, the first two. <laughs> okay, okay, I got this. So <laughs> this doesn't happen to me except for Samurai Eight. This is the only series that I constantly forget to finish for some reason. So check it out, guys. Remember how um, the cat samurai, Darumo, was teaching him how, you know, there's three components to being a true samurai. Uh, one's the key, one's the princess, and the other is... The holder. The holder? Yeah, yeah. the animal partner. Right? So, Okay. So he still needs to do some training as a samurai. Uh, Darumo comments on Anne's name, saying that it means Alpha and Omega. Uh, hmm. And I don't know because it's Japanese. And in, in the Japanese <laughs> alphabet, apparently, as I'm reading it here, the solitary N is the last character. Mm-hmm. So, and A is the first character, I am assuming. So Alpha and Omega. I mean, it really doesn't matter because this is essentially just him sweet talking her. He's literally just like finessing her because she just had a whole attitude for no reason. <laughs> my nigga Dharma is the Dawn. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got swag. Yo, you know? who would win, Don Yasui or Don Dharma? Nah, don't even. Yeah, watch your mouth, bro. <laughs> Don Yasu. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't. He's so smooth. He wouldn't even fight with Dharma. That he would just converse with him to the point that he would That's understand. True. Like you're not somebody I want. Yeah, he fight. charmed the fuck out of Dharma. But uh, yeah, he he definitely would. But Dharma put on the full full charm for this girl on only for your man Hachimaru to fuck it up. But you know he's. Dar- he's a Dharma. goofy, yeah, he's a shonen goofy protagonist. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know they don't want us to just believe like, okay, everything's gonna move straight forward from here. You yeah, know, they have to do some character building. I get it. It's it's cool. So, um, the princess did come with the samurai, and um, he doesn't recognize who Dharma is until he like pulls his key out of his head or something, and. And he's like, oh, my God, you're that legendary Dharma guy I learned about in school. And the Don. The Don himself. <laughs> and he literally gets to his knees and, you know, the Japanese bow. Begs for forgiveness for Super not even extra. knowing. Yeah. So, you know, then we cut to Hachimaru's dad who gets an alarm for, like, the old drip ivy that he used to have to put into Hachimaru when he was the stick robot boy. And, um, you know, he starts reminiscing and realizes, wait, where the fuck is he? Yeah, because um, him and Hachimaru and Dharma would just bounce without even telling him. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. See? He's a good... No, he's not a good dad. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not a good dad. How did you not notice they bounced? Anyway. It took him a while. This is how many hours? They had time to take down definitely two guardians. a few weeks between the comics. I mean, that feels like a long time to me to make him a bad father. We still don't know his dad's name. To further cement that fact. Anyway, so... Um, the princess is talking to the other head princess. It really doesn't matter who her name is, guys. So she just knows she's the boss princess lady. I think her name is Sa. No, that's the old, old lady. Yeah, the old, old grandmaster lady. That's higher than her, but, you know, she's still important. Anyway, yeah, the head princess. Oh, Princess so, Un. That's her name. She's, like, basically telling her, listen, hold it down. Stay with Dharma. He's he's a boss and trained to be the very best the very best princess a samurai can have yeah so um they pull up to inside of the the lair that the two big guardians that got sliced in half was uh defending it was darn was like cut out right Mm -hmm. i guess yeah that's what it's i mean he he knew it was there so i'm gonna guess it's darmos right so Mm Then Hachimaru's talking about being hungry, and Dharma's like, boom, don't even worry about it. I got this this drink for you. And, you know, 
obviously Hachimaru's like, damn, I wish I could have a home cooked meal. And uh, <laughs> not surprisingly at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guess and, what, ladies? And, and, yeah. Get in that kitchen. <laughs> yeah, and literally says, "Oh, I know how I could be important and and listen to what the my superior princess told me." She's like, "Okay, I should cook something, right? I'm pretty good at it." Bam! Slams the nasty looking shit on the table because I guess she's just not that good of a cook. But turns out it's actually good. Yeah, dar- yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is that Hachimaru looks at that shit and he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> like he because he watches Dharma start like digging in. And he says, "I can't believe you just dove in like that, Master." And literally, honest behind him, like, "What, nigga? <laughs> what you just said?" It was. I like the subtlety of it. That was actually kind of cute, you know. So yeah, it turns out to be really good. The soup, nasty porridge, and you know, Hachimaru. Unleashes uh, his boner sword. <laughs> well, you nah. know, I don't want to skip over the part where he tries to say, okay, oh, you you know, can I have seconds, please? This is really good. And she's like, oh, you can serve yourself. And then goes behind a wall and laughs like, hee-hee. <laughs> like, this is not looking good for her at all. Listen, <laughs> there has to be some, he's got to be building to something. It is so stereotypical. Like, dude, it's 2019. Every other manga has, like, taken that initiative. And like, look, come on. We dog. harp on this every week. But man, he really is just like every week is just like fuck. <laughs> I, I, Brian, I wish you could like take a clip of when Curse was like, yeah, you know, in Japan they don't really care too much about that. <laughs> he said something real like real slick. I said, basically, it's, it's in a massive deal. It's in a massive there. deal in Japan. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get that one. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Other series have been doing better about this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there are proactive female characters, especially in our in World Trigger. And it's so it's easy the best to one. do. There was, it's like this is literally him showing his his limits. Look, man, I, I'm gonna keep my fucking. I'm gonna keep trying to have faith in the fact that this is building to something. <laughs> it will, man. He's gonna hear so much fucking backlash from this. Come on, man. <sighs> it's, he's gonna. That's the thing. It's still a new series. There's still a lot of chance for potential and hope. So I'll, I'm just harping on it while I can because it's fun, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, Hachimaru is starting to train. His sword actually goes straight, and Dharma makes a point to on that you know he's trying, and you know you got to do your part to work hard with him as well. Yeah, regular shit. Then we cut to this bad guy slicing a whole meteor in half, light style, saying obnoxious meteoroid cloud, and he's there on the way to kill Hachimaru. We're going to see how that unfolds. Oh, yeah. That was very casual. It's a shonen trope. Yeah. <laughs> Bad guy sees a big-ass obstacle that would usually be, like, terrible for anybody else. For any but other, he's just yeah. like, ugh. No problem. I'm annoyed. Ugh, I didn't even want to unsheathe my sword for a rock. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that type of attitude. Yeah, that was Hachimaru. Can't believe I had to take out my boner sword for a rock. Boner sword. Mm, but anyway, yeah, that was Bonus Sword and Housewives. I guess I that was uh, Samurai Eight. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like fine in most aspects, except for this one glaring flaw. But uh, you know, I'm I have faith in you, Kishimoto. I, I think you could do it, uh, Brian Boss. I know we know what's coming next, but do it anyway. <laughs> Lois Lane. Yeah. Ooh, she uncovered the most dangerous secret in the DC universe. Now she just has to prove it. <laughs> Newspaper in her hand. Superman symbol 
burnt onto the newspaper and it didn't all go in flames. This is epic, guys. It's a series about Lois Lane, a person that doesn't have powers, but she's an intense <laughs> journalist. And she knows some things and she's gonna break <laughs> she's gonna break it to everybody. And it's gonna be fucking serious that they had to write a whole series for her about it. You gotta love it. Yes, this is Lois. I'll let you take it from here, Chris. I know you can't wait. I can't. I really do like this. Yeah, I really want to breeze through this because I swear to God, nothing important happened. You said you liked this. No, it was cool, but nothing important happened. And I want to get to okay, some Okay, this is Lois Lane number one. This is the first of a 12-issue series. This oh, my God, it's 12 issues? Yeah, it's not a long... It's a, it's a maxi-series. It's not one of them long series. Oh, maxi-series. You're really mad. Yeah, because it's like, come on, my nigga. This could have been an arc in Superman because who cares what else is happening right now? Well, because this isn't Leviathan. Oh. I thought this would be. I thought this would be like a tie into the Leviathan stuff, but it's not. What uh, it's uh It's a story outside of that stuff. And you know what? For what it is, it's not bad at all. It's written by Greg Rucka, one of the best mystery comic writers out there. He's one of the dudes who made 52. It's pretty much the only reason I actually picked this up, because I really like Greg Rucka. That's, that's valid. That's my 52 boy. 52 was good uh, for what it was. It's very good. It's, one of my, it's probably my favorite American comic. Um, but in any case, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because <laughs> it's hard to, this, this series is a lot of talking, so it's, there'll be more to come. We are, we, I want to cover it. I do. I, all, no, no cap. I do. I do <laughs> like the series. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Like it was usual. a lot to get off. I'm, it's, it's going to continue to go on guys. It's always going to happen. Get <laughs> used to it. Uh, okay. So. The the core of this series is that uh, Lois Lane is uh, made aware that a fellow journalist was murdered in Russia. And so she is putting her resources to investigating it. Uh, she tasks the question with uh, going to Russia and finding out, uh, finding her notes that she left behind. Uh, there's some scenes with her and Clark, you know, there's some little, there's a little hint to that uh, storyline from Action Comics where uh, there was a photo of Superman and Lois Lane making out. Uh, but they kind of squashed it. It's just like, you know, it was bound to happen eventually. They were, they were married, literally. So at some point, someone's going to catch it. Everyone has a phone, all that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, in Moscow, this kind of confused me a little bit because uh, the question shows up there and beats up all these Russian gangsters. But it seems to be Rene Montoya's question, which the question's still a guy in, in, uh, in this universe. So I'm kind of confused. I'm not mad at it. First of all, Renee Montoya is the question I came up with. You know, she's uh, she's the one. She's from Fifty Two. So is I'm, that Renee Montoya? It seems to be. Because the, the hair is yeah, the yeah. hair is different, and like the question doesn't have hair like sticking out of his cap. Yeah, like. that does look like Renee. But but the question has been revealed already in other DC titles. Yeah, I mean, it was a guy. It is a guy. That's why I'm confused. Maybe it's a second one. I mean, they can coexist. It's just not been made clear whether they are. It, you know. Dr. Manhattan's fault. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, not mad at it. I'm just... No, I'm not mad at all. I'm just That'd confused. That'd be really cool to, if that was the point. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just wish it was more clear. Uh, and uh, that's, like, basically the core of the story. A lot of the other stuff is just Lois Lane being journalist badass and uh, taking down Sarah, Sarah Saunders, who's not in the White House anymore, so it's a little irrelevant. Mm, it was still cool. But, it's still cool, yeah. Like, you dumb bitch. Answer these questions. Hold these. I <laughs> like that part. Yeah, this was a good part, yeah. 
She looks like they made her. They really made her look a lot like Sarah Saunders. But they made her blue. Is that weird? Am I the only one seeing that? They're like she's like some weird shade of color. Because she's a whack, ugly bitch. That's why. I agree. I guess. Should have made her orange or something. I mean, she was regular color here, and then, then she just I think because she's so cold from the truth. It's true. She's frosty now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Lois Lane. Uh, we, we gave it a, a brief overpass because there's a lot of, like, with these types of series, there's always a lot of talking and stuff, so I'm just going to, I would just be, like, reiterating dialogue. But uh, if you're into this kind of weird noir stuff, if you like Jessica Jones, actually, this is very much Jessica Jones. But uh, yeah, without powers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, with an, a journalistic edge to it. But yes, without um, powers. Just real quick, there is a plot line that I kind of appreciated where they're showing how like people are aware that Lois Lane kissed Superman. I like, said that. Oh, you did. Yeah. I okay. Brought it over. But what, what were you gonna say about it? No, that's it. Like that, you know, that was something mentioned in the action comics too. So it's cool. Yeah. I think there's going to be something deeper to it. Yeah. yeah or I, maybe they're just going to make it as a point for feminism. Who knows? Uh, I can't I can't imagine I can that they wouldn't. Way. I couldn't uh, imagine them bringing it up for no reason. So we'll see. I mean, this is a 12-issue series, so I, I imagine that's going to be like a thread ongoing. Uh, I, I guess they're hinting that her reputation is probably like has taken a hit for this. So... That's probably going to affect her later on in the series, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, manga time? Manga time. Promised. <laughs> World Trigger. Oh, Ooh, damn. Yeah. Guys, we were pleasantly surprised. Well, I was pleasantly surprised because I was having such a small amount of hope that we was even going to get World Trigger. This I was again. also pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's it's good to we we were supposed to get World Trigger last month, but uh, don't worry, your boy uh, don't Ashihara made it up to us with two chapters this week. Uh, we have chapters Not very long chapters, but yeah, but you know two chapters nonetheless. It's uh, chapter one eighty and one eighty one. Uh, the first of which is uh, Kaza- Kazuma Satomi. Ah uh, oh man, it's so good. Uh, we we get introduced to a new character. Uh, the gunner for Kusakabe squad, uh, you know, Midorikawa's squad mate. Uh, he is uh, over-enthusiastic, and they go to him for uh, info on Yuba. Uh, we get basically a, an analysis of Yuba's skills, because he hasn't popped up at this series at all. So he's basically a non, uh, an unknown to uh, to these guys. And uh, to, put it, to put it simply, as uh, Kazuma says... Yuba is apparently the absolute strongest one-on-one, uh, and the and he's very different from uh, the actual A-rank squad members or even A-rank captains in that that uh, Yuba's gone toe-to-toe with Tachikawa, but unlike Kazama, Ninumiya, and uh, Murakami, he uh, that don't do solo matches but are high rank because they don't ever lose. Uh, Yuba earned his rank uh, as captain by climbing the ranks by stacking up tens of thousands of wins in yeah, solo the, rank wars. The point of mentioning that guys is that like usually when you when you're playing like in a ranked system like for example um I play Pokemon competitively online on the server called Pokemon Showdown and the rankings work very similarly where if you go on like a 10 15 20 game win streak and maybe win like lose only one or two times your actual calculated rating will be really high because, you know, of your win-loss ratio. But it's really hard to get that after having 
hundreds. It's it's easier to get a high ranking by having less battles than it is having a lot more battles. So for him to even be close to these guys in rank after having way more battles says something. It means mm-hmm. that maybe he's lost a few times, but he's won so much more that those like countless numbers of losses kind of don't matter. Yeah, he's, it's a big deal. It's, no, it's yeah, really for hard. Sure. It's really hard. The, it's just yeah. like the law of averages, mm-hmm. I guess. Like the more you do, the more your average suffers. So there's the, there's the calculation aspect of it, and then there's the fact that he has so much experience just with just putting in work on the and he's ground, won you know tens of thousands of yeah times, that's a lot, which is man. crazy especially since most border agents are very skilled mm-hmm. yeah these guys are no joke man i mean and he's a gunner at that mm-hmm. you know a lot of the i haven't seen too many official gunners yet yeah we learned uh well i is he a, oh yeah i guess he is a gunner um mm-hmm. I, I figured it was more of an all-rounder but i guess he is a gunner oh no i'm bugging because like i was a little confused because i th- i thought <laughs> for a second that kazuma was on his squad but he's not uh, he uh, apparently we also learned that Yuba Squad had another member up to dis- up till December. Uh, this this member left. Uh, his name is Kanda, and he left to focus on college essentially. Yeah, left. he was kind of like the brains of the of the situation. They seem they're implying like he's kind of like Makumo, but just maybe better all, all around like yeah. combat skills. He was a really intelligent dude who, while uh, Yuba ran around taking people one on one. He would take the rest of the squad and uh, destroy the the rest of the people. Yeah, he was the quarterback. There. He was he yeah. was like the point guard. He ran the you know he ran yeah. the offense. That's true. That you makes know sense. What I'm saying? He was uh, the setter. Haiku <laughs> nice. is so good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, with that, um, you're a liar. We're gonna get to that later. Oh, I know. I lied on purpose. I thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you, the man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> none of the no, don't do that. <laughs> nobody remember, nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> bad guy. We're just out here without context. Uh, in any case, uh, Yuma and uh, and Midorikawa leave to go meet with Yuba. Uh, I'm gonna call Yuma Kuga from now because it's gonna yeah Yuma Yuba. Yeah, it's gonna be real hard. Very <laughs> Japanese. Very difficult. Uh, meanwhile. Um, Osamu meets up with uh, Kazuma to ask him more questions about uh, Ninomiya. And uh, <laughs> he, he asks, uh, what do you think uh, Ninomiya's greatest strengths are? And he's like, simply put, he's a, he's the absolute strongest one-on-one. One-on-one. The same thing he <laughs> said about your man's <laughs> just a couple pages ago. Yeah. And uh, he basically says, like, yeah, but the way – the that he means that in a different way, I guess. He's using hyperbole, but they, they're the strongest – in various different ways. Uh, he even says that his way, his own personal file of styling is more akin to what Ninomiya does. Uh, and But he uses Ninomiya's style with Yuba's techniques, which is, I guess, interesting. Yeah, really cool. Uh, he basically breaks down, like, Ninomiya's main strategy as a shooter. Uh, he uses, uh, he has two bullet triggers on either hand, uh, and he breaks off one side smaller than the other, yeah. So that no matter what, uh, he uses those whatever bullets he uses first to manipulate whatever shield you're going to use to defend against his bullets. Mm-hmm. So his small bullets would uh, would 
coerce you into use into extending your shield, making it bigger because it, the the bigger you make your shield, the thinner your shield is. Yeah, and you want your shield bigger to catch this the faster, quicker bullets because yeah. they're not as strong, so you can expend it. But that's what Nino Mia wants. It's a bait mm-hmm. because right after that, he'll send some big bullets at you that'll tear your shield up. Yeah, and probably tear your ass up too. Yeah, and. uh the converse way that he also uses is that he can also coerce you to use a smaller shield, which is stronger, but covers less ground. So he could use his smaller bullets to tear away at you. Yeah, he's a, he's a very heady player. Yeah, very you know efficient. Yeah, he's throwing baits out, thinking a step ahead. This you know, he's an asshole, but he's a thorough asshole. Yeah, uh, and Osama's like, uh, is this? Would you would he mind that you're telling me all this? And he's <laughs> like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he says, I mean, look, you can look at the logs yourself, bro. Like, you can't, this is just because you know what it is doesn't mean, like, you, you're you going to deal with it easy. Absolutely. So you should know what time it is regardless. I'm yeah. just I'm just giving you the bare minimum. Like, you got to know what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. you know. And he basically gives him, like, the best three approaches to taking on Ninomiya, which we've seen previous characters do. Uh, he, you can either or predictable approaches anyway. Yeah, based on like could be they're they're saying that these are the three situations you end up being forced into because of you know his his pressure. Yeah, he said. Well, basically, if you ever end up in a one on one with Ninomiya, your best uh, options are to a uh, run and stall. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Try to put yourself in a better position. B, take him down with you because he's for sure killed you by now. Yeah, like there's a th- yeah, there's a very small chance that he's not taking that like uh, like he's not getting points off of you. So you might as well try to like, you know, even yeah. it out. Or C, you can just resign to fate and just make sure you get whatever you need to do done before he murders you. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't panic. Accept yeah. Accept that you, that you about to be easy money points for this nigga. But <laughs> try to try to try to do something to help your team. Yeah. Before you get murked. He also mentions that uh, Hughes may be the best option for him Hughes because said, he has yeah. like uh, the skills and the tryon to go up against him. Plus, is the mystery. I don't. He didn't mention that, but you know that's always important. Like just not having information, the lack of information. They could use that to their advantage. So yeah, that's true. He is overall the the, the smartest player. I. W- I would like to think that Cougar could beat him in a one-on-one if it was just no other interaction, pure just them versus each other in a favorable environment. I mean, he almost but got him. He almost he did him. almost get him, but at the same time, Nino Mia wasn't taking him that serious either. He kind of just sprayed him because he knew, like, yo, I'm about to just pick you up. Yeah, I'm not going to let you get points. close to me. Yeah, it was... I, this is so interesting. It's uh, so cool. And then, he asked, yeah. and then Osamu asked, like, between Yuba and Nino Mia, who would win? Because these guys are, as you say, the strongest, but who would yeah. win? And the answer is basically it depends. Uh, in a in a in a simple normal battle, Nina Mia's got the edge because he's got statistically, you know, it's like a stats thing. He's got the most try on out of the two of them. He also has range and a variety of options. Yeah, he's a much more consistent force. But in a more complicated arena, if Yuba could get closer, then Yuba could probably win. Uh, when uh oh man, and there's a lot of explanation as to well yeah they they're basically saying that Nino Mia like by definition of him being a headier type of fighter you know any situation where he's not uh super comfortable with the conditions or where he has has some guesswork or, or he's just not too sure that's where this guy would probably win because he goes more off his instincts anyway he thrives in the situations where you know he you're not sure what to do next or or, or your plans go awry 
or something like mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. what I kind of got. And, and it makes total sense. I mean, one one guy's a shooter who has to set up his attacks. The other guy is just a straight gunner that, you know, as soon as you see someone, you spray. Yeah, not, so. they've never made like a point to explain uh, why people use guns over the shooters bef- before this Before point, this, yes. Which, yes. Is a, which is a pretty good thing. And it's very consistent where shooters, because they don't have guns, they have there's like a lot of extra steps involved in deploying their bullets. Uh, they get more chances to set them up as traps and stuff, but they also, you know, they it takes a lot of time. There's more steps involved in doing that. Meanwhile, gunners can just take out their guns and shoot. Uh, it's that's why it depends on whether on like circumstance as to whether they which one would win over the other. Uh, and that's why like. Uh, Cosmo explains that's why he's a gunner because like he would get nervous as a shooter and his bullets would just go off in weird directions. Meanwhile, with the gunner style, he could just train his muscles and just work on his reflexes, which yeah, is exactly. more practical. It, it was, it was, yeah, he, you know, I, I find this even in certain video games that I play, like, you know, sometimes if, if you're having a hard time or you're not understanding what's doing, what you're doing wrong, maybe you want to switch to a play style that's a lot more simple, a lot more based on the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The basics, the fundamentals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's basically, he, he, he he's, he, the gunner style rewards fundamentals. Uh, I think a lot more than the shooting style that's more right. complex. You know, there's more potential in the shooter style, but the gunner is just, you know, bare if bones. you're If you're like okay. very good at being a shooter, then you'll probably be a top rank agent. But if you're like, because I like that involves more thinking and more planning and all that stuff, you're more suited to being a higher rank. But if you're a great gunner, then you would be a fantastic combatant. Like you're just like in a general soldier. Yeah, yeah it's, it's helpful. And, and, and that's what this series does really well. The same with My Hero Academia, a lot of these newer mangas where, you know, these there's no more like there's no just like a handful of roles. There's so many different ways to show these different abilities and there's powers more and effectiveness on the battlefield. There's yeah. more nuance and power system these days. Yes. It? Yeah, it's it's Ex- great. Well, well said, bro. Uh, meanwhile, this first chapter of two, we've gone on another a lot. We get revealed that uh, by uh, by Jin, who runs into Osamu, that Kazuma uh, is actually the number one ranked gunner. Yeah, ranked the head of the guy who we said was the strongest in a one on one. But just to show that, you know. People are stronger in certain conditions, but this guy is more effective overall, which yeah. is what Lisa's higher ranking. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's really why impressive. he's an A rank. He's the number yeah. one gunner in uh, in. He's a top gunner trigger user in active duty, which yeah, is yeah. Osama was getting some jewels dropped by some really you know smart people, man. Some really yeah. You know, Osama's always like lucky in this because he always talks to the absolute expert in anything. He's like. But it's also part of his personality, too, yeah. in a way that that's because smart. he is humble and he's not afraid to ask questions and he understands his limits. I think that's I don't think it's just straight luck. I think he, they maybe put that to tease him. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you're that kind of person, you 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 attract yeah. those others and they see that in you as well. He's impressionable. You know what I mean? He has. Yeah, a it's a it's a great it's a great subtle way to deliver the message that Osama's always had because Osama's never been the strongest character in the series by mm-hmm. a long shot, but he's always been willing to learn from other people. And it's a lot of the things that we admire Soma for. Yeah. You know, it's like being resourceful and be courageous, courageous enough to admit that you don't know to ask for help. It's very good. Uh, but, uh, we move on to chapter 181, uh, Takuma Yuba as we meet Yuba finally. 
uh, we also meet uh, Obishima, uh, the uh, all rounder for Yuba squad. And this is the squad they're gonna face. Actually, yeah, this is one yeah. of the squads they're gonna face. They finally meet. Uh, he he makes uh, Onishima uh, introduce o- Obishima introduce herself to uh, to Yuma ah, Kuga. Sorry, this is gonna be ta- this is gonna be taken used to. Yeah. And um, you know they uh, they talk for a while. They they schmooze and um, Yuma they. They they convince Yuma to do some uh, some training battles with uh, Obishima, and Yuma loses all of them, but on purpose. He's not trying to reveal all his cards right now, except if uh, Yuba would face him. And uh, Yuba's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that. I would. Uh, why would I do that? Why would I reveal my cards?" And Kuga's like, "Nikki, why would you want me to reveal my cards? The fuck is you talking you know about right now? Fine, then I'll go first, and then Yuma goes uh, fights." Uh, Obishima again Full force Yeah he's like Alright I'm not gonna hold back I'll, I'm gonna stunt real quick for you Yeah and he reveals and, Oh yes cards. he does Oh Woo Get this bodied Obishima Fire First of all He le- he shoots off this shuriken looking thing And I'm like What they can do that Yeah right Not only can they do that uh, he, Obishima uh, Sidesteps it he, She dodges it And then But right when she thinks she's safe The fucking blade of the shuriken Just shoots out And like Right through her lib ribs. Yeah, like one shot KO straight through her like the Tryon um um heart or whatever. You know, the system that killed them one hit through the chest. It was enough to, to be a one shot. I didn't even know you could one shot people without taking off their whole body or something. Yeah, there's like a Tryon center. Yeah, there is yeah, the there body, is a so heart. There's if like you could a, hit that, yeah. then that's good. I did not I wasn't aware of that, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Taking off the head is a big deal, but Oh that too, of course. Mm. Duh, yeah. But But there is a weak point. Uh okay. Basically, how he did this is uh, he uses uh, he throws the projectile, and then he sends a scorpion underground and link it up with that projectile, made it transform into the blade. Yeah, he threw the projectile to the floor. You mentioned that before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it was like a hazard. He threw a little hazard on the ground, and caught caught uh, Ogishima slipping hard. He didn't know that. He wasn't expect. Yeah. She wasn't expecting it. I Neither didn't was even, we. <laughs> yeah, but because we we didn't know that they could throw projectiles out of scorpions. It was clean, effective, and you know, Kuga made his point with saying, "Okay, so I showed you son, I ain't show you before. So why show don't you me, give me one of these matches? I showed you mine. Show me yours." And then Yuba immediately kills Yuma in their match. Blah, 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 blah. As yeah. soon as it started, he got shot up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think this is to show that he's stronger than Yuma by any chance. I think it's just showing that, yeah, all all the stuff that the guy was talking about him being like on par with Ninomiya. Mm -hmm. Like, no, there's a reason. Like, he will. Like, he's a gunner, bro. You can't be. uh, If you got a guy with a pistol and a guy with a knife, who do you think is going to win? Right. So it makes total sense. It's rock, paper, scissors. And I like that. Kuga's not going to be able to just face him head on. It's going to be a team effort. Yeah. And uh, Yuma's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to get my revenge in the actual match. So, yeah, <laughs> I like that. He, he's so positive, but he is talking that shit like, yeah, mm-hmm. all right, nigga, we, <laughs> I'm going to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the last. Uh, that was the end of it. Uh, no, the next chapter is going to be in August. Damn. Uh, obviously, we're very high on this series. If you aren't reading this, pick it up because there's something it's something special, dude. And you'll be able to read it from the beginning straight up to this part. So maybe, you know. Yeah, if you have like have, the You'll vis- be able to read it straight up. You don't have to suffer the the, the, the straight up uh, drought we did for, what, three years? Yeah, it was a long time, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was World Trigger. Uh, 
uh, we'd have no more American comics. But Brian, hit the manga randomizer for us, real hot. Promise Neverland. Whoa! Promise Neverland, chapter one hundred and forty. I'm here. A lot of demon stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know they 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 bullshitting right now. The the, the four the five powerful demon houses that we just really don't have that much information of. They're all converging into the imperial capital of the demon world, right? And uh, you know they got some banner. Yeah, is it, think, is it uh, really that serious? Uh, they don't like Doza. Doza's an <laughs> asshole to them. Yeah, fuck Doza. Yeah, they're uh, saying that Doza's stupid and that one of these guys preferred Gielin because Gielin was a sweet, nice guy or something. And speaking of the devil, Gielin is right outside of the kingdom ready to attack with his demon exile liege. That is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Did not Wasn't even aware. But now we come back to Ray and Emma. Yeah, finally. Uh, and uh, they basically, there's this black hole inside of the uh, the cube thing yeah in the same space as them and you know what ray goes is just stuck in his head saying yo is that really a black hole but if it really was a black hole you'd all be dead all these real physics facts would have be happening physics 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 physics, facts science (laughs) i know things there's no way this could be happening so you know he's he's all fucked up in the head but emma's like look come on we're gonna go in there it's fine (laughs) and then uh they touch the they touch the black hole thing and Ray ends up back at the hideout without Emma. Meanwhile, yeah. Emma shows up in this weird uh black and day water world. planet thing. Yeah, she's standing on water, which is the night sky also. Yeah, that's what it yeah. looks like. And uh the dragon pulls up. Yeah, she meets uh <laughs> That's yeah, a, there's no name for it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just called. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, uh, they talk for a while. She explains. She asks why Ray didn't come, and it <laughs> basically says uh, he couldn't come here because he's too stuck in his own head. So, yeah, you know the real science and facts that govern the universe. <laughs> he was too worried about that stuff. So, and you weren't. So, you know, you were valid, and he wasn't. Uh, he's a world trigger fan. Fan, you're a One Piece fan. Yeah, that's literally, that's literally what happened. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, a, yeah, so uh, I fucks with you. What's up with it? I also like One Piece. <laughs> I, I, I care for that more. <laughs> Did you see that bronchiosaurus? <laughs> see the headbutt? It's pretty sick. Pretty cool. The bron- and you look delicious. You see the brachio bomber? <laughs> I like the brachio bomber. Do you like the brachio bomber? He said, "Okay, I, I think it's worth mentioning what he said." He said, I knew you had the ability to come here, speaking to Emma. She says, what about Ray? Don't worry. He returned to your family. He couldn't come here, although he came close. Right? He was stuck in his own walls. He understood it with his head, but he couldn't go beyond it yet. Although he is the world and the world is him, even though the truth is that this world has no walls. This nigga's on some type of drugs. And then he tells <laughs> Yo. Emma that she looks delicious because she has a good brain for accepting all of these weirdo facts. Yo, I just... This demon is Grant Morrison. He is. <laughs> this demon is Grant. Absolutely. He writes Green Lantern uh, when Emma's not visiting Oh, him. you caught me in the middle of writing my next Green Lantern comic Have you heard script. of the Zine Arrow before? <laughs> You're going to love issue eight. Shoots big arrows and Chris loved it. He's a giant. <laughs> giant long boy. <laughs> but that, yeah. So Grant Morrison. <laughs> Grant Morrison. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna call him Grant Morrison now because we can't say his name anyway. Yeah, Grant, Grant Morrison asks <laughs> Emma, "So what is it? Why did you come here?" 
I know what I know everything, but I don't know why you want to be here. Makes sense. And uh, Emma says, "I came to make a new promise." As she speaks to Grant Morrison and his one-eyed dragon monster, <laughs> and the blue eyes, one-eyed dragon, <laughs> blue eyes, one-eyed dragon in the night water. Yeah, you know, promise Neverland. Shit's getting crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we're like going closer to the conclusion. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, f- good to finally meet PG. Grant pretty good. PG. PG. <laughs> pretty pretty good. Uh, okay. And that was uh, that was all, I guess, for... Oh, uh, did we forget Black Clover, bro? <gasps> Black Clover's last, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, when do the thing, first? Brian. No, you want me to do the thing? Yeah, go <sighs> yeah, for it. Fuck not? it. Uh, Sun cool? Uh, oh, wait. No. <laughs> oh, can I get metal? I want the metal one. The long version. What's the... Oh, wait, this one? Oh, what yeah. Black Clover. Yeah. Woo! Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm very sorry, guys. I apologize. Yeah. I hope that didn't wreck your ears enough before we could get into Black Clover Chapter 210, On the Brink. So the manga accurate version of Joshua Cole, which is myself, <laughs> is talking the most shit right now to the main protagonist. Yeah, Josh is really talking all the shit to everybody in Black Clover. He has uh, mouths coming every... Like his every part of his body is actually a mouth, like a jack o' lantern mouth, yeah. except for his head. <laughs> and they're all saying mean negative things. Yeah, they're, just, they're just also making sure mean. you guys know what's the aesthetic. You know? uh, black, cl- uh, I almost call him Black Clover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Asta is uh, Asta is approaching his limits on what his body can handle with using his magic. Yeah, uh, I guess the Shonen Force isn't infinite, huh? I <laughs> plot armor is not that thick, boy. Uh, that's what you think. <laughs> He'll probably forget his limits in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He'll probably go full demon and then he'll be like friends with his demon and whatever. I don't care. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lumiere and Leashed are holding hands on their sword, just like, yeah, we're going to be best friends and kill everything. Uh, Jack the Ripper shows up too. He's like my favorite, I guess. I like Jack. If it's not him, it's the uh, the other guy, um, the trap dude, the, the Ash guy. But one of these two is my favorite character in Black Clover. The praying Mantis guy? It's oh, either Jack oh, the Ripper. About, yeah, yeah, here, Jack the Ripper. Uh, or um, the guy. Or the, Black Sword Man. No, the the dude with the things around his mouth. I I don't know. Oh, uh, Zora. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, he, it's the either, Trap Man. Yeah, the Trap Man. Dirt um, magic. <laughs> dust magic. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, Ash magic. That's you know, what it is. The banana eggplant uh, spell comes falling in from the sky, and then everyone uses their magic to uh, to try and counter it. But uh, remember, grown charming. I forgot about her. Oh yeah, I forgot grown charming. Yeah, that was epic. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> she's half dwarf, which is why she grows to normal human size when she uses her dwarf powers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, as the banana eggplant thing is coming down about to swallow up uh noel and is that fuego leon yeah that's fuego leon hmm. uh lumiere and uh and leash use their combined magic to save everyone uh and uh, yeah friendship saves the day again yeah that's literally what happened they combined and started resisting yeah but then but josh uses his ultimate spell giant more giant mouths more giant mouths talking more shit <laughs> in uh, just reassuring him that it is over. It's over. I'm going to win. Meanwhile, back down on the lower level, Yami is preparing to do something. Yeah, he's gonna, he, he realized that his magic actually works 
against this guy because he's Kakashi and Kakashi needs to be important no matter what. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's going to send one of his dimension slicing slashes at this demon guy. Yeah, right at Joshua Cole. Yeah, right at me. <laughs> you know, I, I was being really sarcastic, but like, you know, I actually do. I do like him. I like his character and I like his magic. And yeah, I like Yami too. I want him to cut this guy in fucking half. But I we all know wait. he won't. It this will be exa- <laughs> No, 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 no. This is what I want to happen. I, all right, so I want him to cut the guy in half, right? Yami with the dimensional slash, boom, slice in half. And then I want the wind magic boy, who's actually Sasuke, um... Slice, slice that part the you know, two halves so. in half so then it's four pieces and then Asa will get his anti-magic sword and skewer him that would be sick but we all know this Asta's just gonna it's just gonna in. be Asta <laughs> that wins right yeah that's okay uh, Black man. Clover guys but that was Black Clover next it's, Saturday uh, July 7th it won't be on break it was uh, good <laughs> no it was cool yeah I had a good time I remember Miss Charmy was a character yeah I forgot Charmy was a character uh, remember when uh, Magna was a character <laughs> <laughs> Who's Magna? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm for real. Fire baseball guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. With the lightning. No. No. The lightning dude was somebody else. Lightning dude is luck. The fireball with the bat guy. Yeah, that was his friend. That's Magna. Yeah. That's yeah Magna. Okay, I know Magna. He had his little moment. Little. <laughs> little. <sighs> I'm just saying. Mm. Remember, uh, remember Gauch? No. He's the mirror guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember Gauche. Oh, yeah. He's also an elf, right? Yeah, he was an elf. Yeah, yeah. No, he's back now. And he loves his sister, Marie. Yeah, that's so... To a weird Very weird. I don't care for that. It's not not amazing. Why do they do that? (laughs) It's fucking weird. Big brother love little sister. They're making fun of it, and they make fun of him the entire time, but it's like, oh, whatever. Do you need that? Was it a thing to make fun of? Does that happen? Is that a Japanese thing? Is that a real thing? I would never felt like They spend so much time laying into him for it. Like, you know that Gauche is there to make fun of that trope but it's for like sure. that trope is not even funny making yeah. fun of it is not even funny let's just move forward yeah let's just <laughs> not bring any attention yeah um, I feel you Brian remember when uh, this lady was a character with uh, the cat and oh yeah the one that can change fate and all oh, of that yeah Extra the scarlet stuff. witch who can actively retcon everything yeah. that's pretty serious and he wasn't that effective against the oh yeah uh, the drunk lady oh yeah the threat yeah lady. who's always naked yeah, yeah she gets a cat that can alter reality but like let's say she watches her teammates get smoked mm-hmm. she could reset it and they say yes. okay let's try that again and then they get smoked and then they can reset it and they can do it until her magic runs out pretty op it's yeah it's dumb yeah not mm-hmm. in the end game fuck that noise. <laughs> You know, live with your decisions. She has to get smoked before like anything happens towards the end because like that power is just too ridiculous. They I mean, you know, she's not be. around now, so I guess it's not that smoke. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it'd be really convenient to have an ability like that right now, but eh, I'm not the author. I'm just some kid from New York City. <laughs> I mean, but also shit. to be fair, every bad guy in this dies three times. You know what I mean? Yeah, and comes back even more powerful and scarier, and, and then like they put somebody down. And they're laying there for a minute, and then they stand back up, and suddenly they're super powered. Someone just watched Veto. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I just watched Veto. But I mean, like, yeah, fuck that noise. It was just so upsetting. It was like, y'all did it. And then, it, well, Yami slashing that dude in half was great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then the cool. after thing when they, they set up a shrine to him, and they were still like, Yami was burning a cigarette for this dude. Yeah. You know, Everyone- I thought it was great. That was, that was the beast guy, is right? pretty cool, yeah. except for Asta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you a hater, Mike. Yo, am I wrong? He's I'm the gonna one. buy you an Asta. Let's shirt. watch this thing just 
He breaks come to everything. Come a screeching halt yes. every single time. Everyone out here is doing the shit, and doing I mean, cool shit, and then Asta comes many in with times, one sword. How many times can you get inspired by watching this dude do the same thing over and over? Every time. And yet they're still like, <laughs> Asta, if he can do it, it's like, yeah, because that's all he does, man. <laughs> oh, if Asta the god, yeah. <laughs> who can basically like, counter everything by the very nature of his mm-hmm. magic can do it. Maybe I can do it with my regular ass fire fire. He yeah, did exactly. way more oh, yeah. push-ups than any of your favorite characters. <laughs> he deserves this ability. Here's the shit though. Everybody can do push-ups, man. I can't do 300 right now. Yeah, but like everybody in that show should, as soon as they see Asta doing 300 push-ups, they should be side by side with that dude also doing 300 push-ups next to him because like, when Yami's using his power to enhance his natural abilities, he already has his natural abilities. So if you can ramp your natural abilities up and then enhance them, you know what I mean? People be dumb all over the place <laughs> in this thing. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Also, Asta didn't, wasn't born being able to do 300 push-ups. He could do 300 push-ups. He worked toward that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he can earned you. this magic. Yeah, this anti-magic so can literally soul. everyone in this but series. But they didn't, though. They didn't put it's in the work. Point, they didn't. But they they're t- also putting in the work by like working out their magic. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're pretty gangster. Aston, prob- Aston probably <laughs> wouldn't do it if he'd had magic. I'm just so no, he t- wouldn't. But that's the point. Yeah, I mean, he just screams so much. You know what? I like Asta. I knew there was something going on <laughs> from the beginning. It's slowly unveiling itself to me, but. I think, in conclusion, this series is always... It's the same feeling that I have when I'm reading American comics. It's like, I know they're going to win. And so when I step in, I'm like, here's how this is going to end. Asa's going to scream. Yes. <laughs> and then he's going to run at something. And then he's going to swing a sword. And then all his friends are going to be like, wow, he's so strong. He's for so being inspiring. Able to <laughs> yeah. It's Yo, literally Dragon Ball Z with magic. I'm so, so, like, I'm so inspired by him waving his cheat sword around. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same as Dragon Ball Z because Goku literally trains for his shit, and, and he doesn't Asta swing. Doesn't. He doesn't swing one mm. fist, and everything's solved. I don't know. And also, to be fair, this uh, on the point of uh, the reality warping thing. This you in the series can also use this power. <laughs> like Josh can also use reality warping powers here. So, and we're talking about Josh Demon, not Joshua Cole, mm-hmm. the real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how useful she'd be in this situation. But anyway, that was Black Clover. I bet Asta could beat <laughs> Luffy. No, I mean, you, it wouldn't affect Luffy. Luffy has no magic. But he's weak to swords. Swords. He, his swords I don't mean, cut anything. To be fair, <laughs> I'm also weak to swords. I would say my weakness, Asta's one of sword, my weakness. Asta's swords don't cut anything. But That's magic. also weird to me because sometimes they do. And the, sometimes they don't. No, he uses the blunt side, like Veroni Kenshin. No, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? he chopped that dude with the blade, and, and he was trying to chop that dude in half. Who? Uh, when he hit Licht, it was the same shit. Oh, Licht, uh, yep. I guess. Oh, well, you know, he's... Yeah. Also, with <laughs> Beto, he was using the bladed side, and was like sometimes cutting him and sometimes not. Mm. I guess it's just like super rusty, but that wouldn't... No, yeah. Well, the, still, some of them are really rusty. Yeah. But then you would think that the cuts would be even more severe, right? Mm. Like you get taft and all that. No, because, because it would be shit. harder to cut with a ten, ten, with tetanus. Uh, tetanus. Yeah, yeah that's with really a, bad. That's with worse than any blade. regular wound. With a rusty blade, it'll be more blunt. Yo, Yannick is really coming out Asta right now, <laughs> and I don't appreciate that, yo. All uh, he did was 
300 push-ups. He did. be a nice person. You know, he does. We don't get time that kind of rest You know what? I'm not impressed by his 300 push-ups because that's the bare minimum that any shonen protagonist has to do in order to survive in any given world. Mm-hmm. This is a spellcasting series, and he's the only guy. <laughs> Yami probably can do 300 Him and Yami, they're the only ones that lift weights. That's two characters. But even Yami's always just like, wow. Look I, at the praying mantis guy. His arms are like I love Yami. Skinny. And he's voiced by the same dude who does Eraser Head in, in yeah. My Hero. No. Oh. He yeah. does he's the same uh no, Yami's voice actor is All Might. Oh. Mm-mm. It's Christopher Sabat. No, I oh, I don't know about the American. I I don't oh, listen to okay, no, I don't okay. listen to dubbed. No, the American version is uh, All Might's voice actor does Yami. Oh, weird. I mean, that would make sense because that's he does like real. But he's more reserved. He's not like yeah, yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's he's got such a nice deep voice. I'm he a does. Yami stan. I would be like, I like Yami a lot. <laughs> I like Yami too. Yami, Yami rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His magic is cool too. Yeah, absolutely. it's real edgy, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's edgy, but it's cool. You know, it's black, dark, spatial magic. Uh, I use shadows. Yeah, you know, uh, that's the. I'm so dark and I smoke. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, the one of the main pro, one of the main antagonists used like light magic, so it was like anti-heroish because oh, I use the darkness to fight mm-hmm. your light. You know, I have eh, a request. Whatever. Every time we Yami appears in the chapter, you have to play the quit it because <laughs> he's metal because he's metal as fuck yeah. yeah I'll find some emo shit which is yeah he uses magic from that the other world <laughs> yeah well you know he's made to feel oh, like the no, other world no not the, the other world that world yeah. that world <laughs> foreigner <laughs> cool man yeah way to way to fucking talk to the dude who just saved your ass <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, that was Black Clover. Yeah, that was yeah. Black Clover. <laughs> White people don't want to cook themselves food. <laughs> we need immigrants. Can we use that as a drop? <laughs> that's that's got to be White people don't want. <laughs> yeah. It was said by a white person, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I think, I think that's are, it, right? We're done, right? We're, I think I'm done. <laughs> we're good here. Holy right? shit, I'm trying to get home, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. This is how uh, we're doing it now. Oh, yes. yeah, good. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we went on a lot of tangents this week, but you know what? They were fun tangents. Uh, thank you all for joining. Remember to follow us on uh, the social meds. Uh, I am at the Chris Espinol on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole is at JD Cole underscore 37. Brian Boss is at Brian Saucy Brian Bossy. Uh, you can follow the show. We have an Instagram now. Uh, follow us at New Jump City on Instagram. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Uh, give us some suggestions, things you want us to add to the lineup. We're losing food wars, so maybe we can compensate it with something else. I don't know. Uh, you be the judge. Yeah, what you guys want to hear about, even if it's anime. I'll take some time out to watch one series. Hell yeah, dude. Let us know. Uh Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that helps us more than anything. Uh, you know, we need to get up on that uh, on those charts, dudes. Uh, we prefer love. We prefer love, but you know, whatever you got for us, we'll take on the reviews side of things. Uh, we're gonna have a YouTube page up soon, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Blue face, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Thank you guys for for everything. Uh, happy America Day, New Jump citizens. America Eve. She like there. Peace out.
and it was on camera. Hopped off the bus, and I hopped in a port and a man. Four G's sitting on a four piece with a biscuit. I play with fire. Sometimes I burn bridges. Bet you ain't never met a nigga love swimming. Pull up like Tracy McGrady from the piston. Gotta keep a pistol for a fuck nigga dissing. Bet this chopper make him dance like.